touchdown, Kansas City. This is the Chiefs postgame show on Sports Radio 810 WHB. This Sports Radio 810 Chiefs postgame show is presented by the Missouri Lottery. Go Chiefs! Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers tickets from the Missouri Lottery and win up to $600 cash instantly. Play it forward and play responsibly. If you want Chiefs, follow the leader. Sports Radio 810 WHB. If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred thousand times. At the end of a game, you get me Dan Sorensen lined up one-on-one with a running back, jump ball. I'll take that every time. I've never said that before in my entire natural life. Welcome in to the Chiefs postgame show here. On Sports Radio 810, my heart rate is fine. Why did you ask? My blood pressure is exactly where it's supposed to be. The Chiefs win a game that was anybody's and then theirs and then, oh God, it's happening again. I was mortified for most of that fourth quarter. Throughout the first half, I maintained, honestly... A relatively sane amount of optimism. In fact, for the most part, I will actually say this. I think the Chiefs' defense does more to determine my mood over the course of the first three quarters than the offense does. Because that's the thing that we're worried about, right? And then in the third quarter, it felt like everything was happening. And in the fourth The Chiefs' offense had so many chances to put the Chargers away. And they didn't, and then they didn't, and then they didn't, and they didn't, and they didn't, and they didn't, and they didn't didn't have that many drives, but man, they had that many opportunities. The Chiefs win a game that they had to win. Otherwise, in all likelihood, they would have returned From their bye week, looking at the Raiders as a peer that needed to be beaten coming up next week. And I already told you, not next week, but the next game. I've already told you, coming off the bye, I'd I'd bet my livelihood the Chiefs win that football game against the Raiders. Um, Literally, I've I've offered to be tased if I'm wrong because I can't stop making taser bets. But man, this game was important for the Chiefs. It was stressful. There are really, really good performances. I'm going to say the words Frank Clark right now while I can. There are really good performances to break down here. There are really poor performances to break down here. The defense has one of those rare games where clearly, clearly, they were the more impactful unit in a good way. In this football game, and that's crazy, and I will say, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing, because I don't think that's how this team is constructed. But sometimes, we saw this against the Titans last week in the inverse, sometimes the results really is the most important thing, at least for the day after the game. The process we will read into more even throughout the show. But the Chiefs beat the Chargers 24 to 17 in Mexico on Monday Night Football. Welcome into the show here on Sports Radio 810. I am Joshua Briscoe, joined by Brad Porter. 
who I just talked over for three straight minutes. I'm sorry, Brad. I have a lot of feelings. That's how it goes. Please share your feelings right now. I was worried that we were going to get angry, Brad, again, and I wasn't sure, honestly, if I could take it. I wasn't sure if I was ready for that. Oh, I was. I was set. I could. I'm. I was. I'm sure. I was. That's a, what I was afraid of. I was at DefCon two, <laughs> like War Games with Matthew Broderick, charging towards one, getting towards global thermal nuclear war. But it was. It was a false alarm. Would you like to play a game? It was. I was a, close. It was a false alarm. I was close. Got real close. The hand was hovering over the button. <laughs> So, but, but Chiefs win. By the way, the name of the computer that almost launched the nuclear war and war games with Matthew Broderick was named Joshua. Was it actually? Absolutely. I didn't know that. Yep. I didn't know that. Maybe that's what my parents really named me after. <laughs> they, just, they didn't never feel like I would be able to take that amount of responsibility. So, okay. Sometimes you got to win a game. At, have the dump button ready. Just in case. Brad's, I'm gonna, Brad's at DEFCON 2. Sometimes you got to win a game that is freaking ugly. Yeah. And this from birth, from beginning to birth, conception to birth. There we go. Got it all. I like birth. I thought you were on birth to death. Conception to birth no, is also good. The game's not dead. That's fair. So conception to birth. This three hours of football was but ugly. Yeah. On offense. Mm-hmm. Defense, pretty Damn good. Yep. Special teams, no issues. Maybe a high snap on an extra point, I think, but uh, it didn't affect anything. They're so, kicking out of a sandbox, so yes. they managed that, which oh, is nice. Okay. So we want to talk about ugly. That field in Mexico. It's not good. you got to be kidding me. It's not good. Does somebody not have George Toma's phone number? I mean, really? My hips don't lie, but the NFL did whenever they said that field he was going to be ready. He probably lives two blocks from the studio. Yeah. Get him out there. Get him on a flight. He's done every Super Bowl since number one. Can we get George Toma on the phone? Can we get Can we get him a plane ticket? Put him up for a few weeks down in Mexico City, please. Field's probably fine. It is not fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. It's horrible. It was bad. Oh, for crying out loud. I'm sorry for steering you into the field talk. No, that's not what I wanted that's to do right. the beginning. Because both players were pointing at the field throughout the course of the game. Like, yeah. I just took up a chunk there. It was like... It was like uh, if Tiger Woods swung 10 clubs at the same time, those were the divots coming out of that field. So, back to the game. Offense was ugly, for the most part. I, I don't get... I've, I'm looking... I've gone through my play sheet like three times now. I, I don't get the play calling in this game. I just don't. Yeah. What, what are we doing here? You have the NFL's MVP at quarterback. Let's use him. How about that? Here's a genius idea. Let's have the MVP who's going to throw for 4,000 yards again. Let's have him throw the ball. Let's have him wing it around the field a little bit. Travis Kelsey got into a you know pretty good rhythm there, and then boom. Nah, nope, we're done. It's going to be the Daryl Williams show the rest of the way. Sammy Watkins, a couple of catches. Bet. You're done. You're going to be blocking downfield for us. That's what You're going to be a decoy the rest of the game. We get Tyreek Hills out of the game. Now we don't trust Anybody yep. to get in space. Yep. As Taylor Twelman went on the famous rant on ESPN last year, two years ago, what are we doing? I don't get I I I I don't get the play calls in this game. And I have said when Andy Reid gets it right, I I come on here many times saying one of the best offensive minds in football. Maybe ever. This one I don't get. This one needs an explanation. 
and I'm saying this after a Chiefs win, by the way. Right. But this needs there there need to be there needs to be an explanation, and there better be some damn good answers. On the other side, the defense comes up with four picks. Now, caveat: it's Philip Rivers. Right. In the last two games combined, Philip Rivers has thrown seven interceptions. He also had two undone by penalties last week. By yes. the way. Seven interceptions in two games by Phillip Rivers. And that's par for the course. He's been known to do that throughout his career. He'll win a bunch of games but throw three picks, lose a bunch of games and throw three picks, or like tonight, four picks. Because he's just not accurate anymore. He's just not. All those deep balls, even the 50-yarder on the last drive, didn't look good. They were wounded ducks. Yep. I was looking for guys in the duck blind with their shotguns cocked and ready. So, defense was off. Frank Clark, outstanding performance. Outstanding. Got to the quarterback. Knocking the football loose. Making big tackles in the backfield. The one on the running play, was that I believe it was Austin Eckler, tackled for a three-yard loss. He, he met the play in the backfield. Chris Jones, batting down balls all day. Defensive backs coming up with big plays. Is it Lucas who had the pick? Yeah. Matthew should have had Fenton two. There's so there a lot of picks. There's the Fenton. Matthew pick, and then he dropped one. Fenton had, had the late pick. Sorensen had the late pick, and I'm legit just... forgetting about one. Which one have I missed? There are so many Philip Rivers plays that I swear one of them has the slipped my mind. It was the strip that popped up. Derek, Derek Nottie. Nottie. Yeah, Derek sorry. Nottie. We got it. Sorry for forgetting the, the we had first a, member of the secondary we, to make we, that happen today. We just had a Wonder Twin Powers activate moment right we there. We sure did. I forgot I so, forgot about uh, natural defensive back Derek Nottie. Defense. I mean, there were a couple of deep runs, but for the most part, pretty solid tackling. Good in the secondary. Getting to the quarterback when you needed to, good stuff. Special teams, I got nothing to say because nothing happened. Yep, except, which is fine. Ex- except the Chiefs punted too much. It's nice to remember <laughs> that what that's what that's like, though. So there you go. That's that's my and I probably went longer than you did on your <laughs> rant. So put me. I'll we we like when you're playing chess, speed chess and they got the clock oh that's you, a good idea. You pop the button, so I'll pop the button and back to you. Josh. We should do that. There. So here's here's the thing where I, I do I. I we start last week's show with all of the rage that we can muster. By the way, we will hear from uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes live from Mexico. We'll bring you that here on Sports Radio yeah. 810. Darren Smith is down there. He is I out heard, there. We'll hear from him later on heard as him well. Heard on all he'll, the shows today. He'll join us. Uh, I don't think anybody else is bringing you that live. We will be doing that here on 810 in just a little bit. We'll just, I mean, as soon as they end up at the podium. So last week, they, they take the loss, and we come in with all the rage that was deserved, right? I have a lot of a lot of similar talking points for the <laughs> offense that I had last week. Yes. But the difference is that the defense was excellent. And you say, well, can you say excellent whenever they gave up about five yards per carry? And I really think that I can. Sometimes you can look at the box score and it can lie to you. And I think today, if you watch this game the whole way through, you see moments where that run defense was not excellent as its own unit. But whenever you have a team that ultimately decides to stop running the football, especially in the second half, they just decided that that wasn't worth it anymore. And it wasn't because they were down by so much. It's because, you know, first of all, you do need to pick up bigger chunks for the most part whenever you're going up against this Chiefs offense. And tonight, though, the Chiefs offense did not mandate that. Chargers were attempting it anyway. And that screen game was working very, very well. They were using their running backs extremely well. And frankly, I just think the Chargers had a pretty good 
idea of when to run and when to throw those screens and to use the running backs in the passing game. Austin Eckler averaged uh, 4.8 yards on the ground and 13.5 per uh, reception. So I think you know that where he's more useful. Even Melvin Gordon averaged 7 yards per reception and, and 4.9 on the ground. But that was always something that, that everyone's going to bring up for the rest of the season. Is what well, can the Chiefs stop the run? The definition of the Chiefs stopping the run is different than what it is in your mind at any point from like football history or even specific to the Chiefs. For the Chiefs, stopping the run means not letting it be such an overwhelming weakness that that's the only thing another team has to do to beat you, especially when you're going up against this version of Phillip Rivers. I, I was literally re-watching Raiders Chargers before this game kicked off today, and Rivers looked even worse on the rewatch somehow. I don't know if it's because I was skipping through and watching the condensed version, and it just was terrible, terrible, terrible. And then the screens, and then something short to Hunter Henry and all of that. But man, this this Chiefs defense in this game needed to make Phillip Rivers attempt some stuff. And even whenever it was the shorter stuff, because you got some drops from Melvin Gordon. You got some drops on the short stuff. Things, whenever you have an offense that's this volatile, as the Chargers has been all season, whenever you have some stuff that could go wrong every time the ball is in the air, it's almost the inverse of how I feel about the Chiefs offense. That's a good start. And you can let your guys make plays. You can let Frank Clark make plays in the backfield. You can let your, your defensive backs make plays on the football. And the Chargers running game was not so overwhelming that was all they had to worry about. And again, that is, to me, that's the definition of being good enough for the Chiefs and specifically in their run defense. And then making Phillip Rivers look bad again, that's that's the next line item. If you can do those two things, you can hold them to 17 points. I didn't think they would need to hold them to 17 points. I had higher hopes for this offense, and all of the negatives of that we can get to and will get to over the course of the show tonight because there's there's just plenty. We've got plenty of showtime also. 913-3810-810 if you want to hop in line on the phones, and we'll, we'll start taking calls after we hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. But whenever you have a defensive performance – that goes as well as the Chiefs did here. And again, not flawless, not perfect. Don't wait on hold for 45 minutes to tell me the Chiefs defense actually wasn't wasn't flawless tonight. I'm fully, fully aware. But this is exactly the type of defensive performance that would win, frankly, against New England and against Baltimore and against anybody that you want it to win against. This is good enough whenever you create turnovers like the Chiefs did. Will Tom Brady throw some of those dumb passes that Phillip Rivers did? No. No, you're going to have to be better than that in in the margins. But whenever you do limit them in the way the Chiefs were limiting the Chargers tonight with, with their chief, with the Chiefs' defense, that's going to give you plenty of opportunities to do more offensively. If you said I could take this defensive performance, even adjusting for Rivers being a turnover machine, if I could take this performance and then just copy and paste it for the rest of the season, I would absolutely take that. And I would not take that from the Chiefs' offense. I think that's how you can sort of splice this game into two. By the way, I was just going through my notes again. I still can't figure out why Mike Pennell was inactive last week. Yeah, he started this game like a he monster. Was, he was pretty good. He was very good. He got to Melvin Gordon for a three-yard loss on that first drive. But <clears throat> you talk about the Chargers. They Their game plan from the outset was they were going to run down the Chiefs' throat. 
for good reason, mm-hmm. because teams have had success doing it. So they tried that on the first drive. A couple of passes they mixed in, but mostly runs had to settle for a field goal. On their second drive, uh, 22-yard pickup on the pitch to Melvin Gordon, but then got stopped. Another field goal attempt. They doinked it. By the way, Badgley, if you want to, you've copyrighted the term Money mon- Badger. Money Badger. Yeah. You, you may not want to. By the way, it's a good nickname, though. That's the first time in 15 field goals, uh, field goal attempts at Azteca Stadium that somebody's missed. They've all been chip shots out of a, sand, uh, yeah. out of a sandbox. Out of a sandbox. So you are right. Yeah, the Chargers wanted to establish the run game early, and it got them nowhere. It got them a field goal, it got them a missed field goal. And then the interceptions started piling up, and then when they started throwing, Philip Rivers was throwing to the guys in the red jerseys. I, frankly, if I were the Chargers in this game, I would have been going to Hunter Henry a lot more yeah. than they did. Yeah, and I, I, some of this stuff again, it's really hard to make sure we're we're reacting properly immediately after turning the the TVs off because I don't think that Steve Spagnuolo is an idiot. I think there was an adjustment for the running backs, which was working okay, an adjustment. To Hunter Henry, which was working okay. You saw some instances where Charverius Ward was left to deal with Keenan Allen or really some of these other relatively nameless wide receivers. That's on purpose. That's because they're they're allocating their resources elsewhere. And I think that's on purpose. And I think that's a good idea. Like I think that, that you have to adjust to the things they were doing. And throughout the first half, the Chargers were relatively one one dimensional in in the hey, Hunter Henry and running backs. To continue to try to defend that and to focus on that, I think is actually okay. Like you have the the bomb at the end of the game the, to Mike Williams for fifty that makes you go, wait a second. If you if you were to just look at the box scores, I'm, I have it open, obviously. Uh, that's not the story of this game. It was Austin Eckler and it was Melvin Gordon and it was Hunter Henry. And in the grand scheme of things, the Chiefs' defense maintained enough control over what the Chargers were doing. Frankly, not even capitalizing on all of their of their options. Like again, that Tyron Matthew drop. There were other instances where that you know what if this defense gets home in this spot, maybe they get cut even more short. If Matthew catches that pick, we're talking about a twenty-four to ten game in all likelihood here. Like again, it wasn't it wasn't a perfect performance. And they actually had, in in most offensive days for the Chiefs, they would have had plenty of space to, to feel pretty good about this victory. I think they should feel good about it. It's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB Kansas City. Josh Briscoe and Brad Porter waiting here from Andy Reid and uh, Patrick Mahomes in Mexico. Currently on ESPN, they're, they're showing some of the divots left in the field. I don't know how that happened that aggressively, um, like you said, looked like. Tiger Woods went out there for four hours and just practiced chip shots. Um, but outside of that, we haven't really mentioned Tyreek Hill. You, you sort of touched on it earlier that whenever Tyreek Hill went out of this game, the the Chiefs' offense became Mundane. timid. Mundane's not a bad P- word either. P- pedestrian? It was definitely pedestrian. Um, Patrick Mahomes ended this game with 182 passing yards. It's the fewest in a game that he's completed. He was averaging 5.7 yards per attempt. Still more than the average running the ball, by the way, but I'll get out of your way. I, uh, I I don't like what ended up happening in this game offensively. I do want to try to understand it, and I do also want to express my frustrations about what happened at the end of the game. If I give you your choice from the buffet of all of those, Brad, where do you start when you talk about this offense tonight? Boy, you threw a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot in there. Take your pick. We're just we're just buffet You're, style. Th- just walk with a plate. Go ahead and scoop something. Come back for second plate later. That last rant was like uh, if you have the uh, Nerf gun battle, and I've yes. got— I've got the single 
shot pistol, and <laughs> you got the one with the it's like a Gatling gun, and yeah, you're like, boom, 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 boom. My brother boom. had one of those. It always jammed, which I guess might also be my well, problem. They, they get the first time you shoot one of those Nerf darts, they get bent, and then they get yeah. stuck in them. I've got two kids. I know about Nerf. I battles. love a Nerf gun. Love Nerf battles. <laughs> um, the the one defensive series that was that was um, not great was uh, Chargers' eighth possession, where you had the two defensive pass interference calls one for twenty yeah. one for twenty five yards, one for twenty seven yards, and then that the other place for the Chargers on the drive were five yards, no gain, one yard. And three yards ended up leading to a touchdown. And then the two-point conversion where, uh, once again, <laughs> just Hunter Henry unguarded. We just, yeah, we're wide just, open. We're just not worried about it. Yeah. And, you know, last week we saw the timeout before a two-point conversion, and then it went to hell in a handbasket. Yep. This week, no timeout, but still unprepared for the prospect of the guy who's I think they had 11 guys in the field with throughout, yes, throughout the entire did. game. I think we can we can look at the bright side and, there. And the thing about playing the Chargers is you can play 11 on 10 cuz Philip Rivers ain't going anywhere. <laughs> That's true. He's You're not right. running. Right. He's like it's like when you see uh, injured guys in the therapy pool and they're running and they're going at like in 2 miles motion, an hour. That's yes. that's Philip Rivers. He's the old guy in the therapy pool. So you got 11 on 10 and Hunter Henry's just hello. Back of the end zone, wide open. So that one, that series was the one series that I took out as horrible. You can't, you can't have defensive pass interference twice, one for 25 yards, one for 27 yards. Every other play was for five yards or less. You get five, zero, one, and three. I appreciate you leaving me the offense for this for this brief oh topic. Well, no, I'll, I'll get in on that, too. I'm, I'm happy to invite you in, but I'm going to go ahead and... I'll go hit the speed bag to warm up That's over good. Here. That's good. Go. I'm going to try to get in a few shots okay, and I'll let you hop back in You work the heavy bag and go, and I'll work the speed bag over here. We talked about this last week, and last week it was more damaging just because the other offense did the thing at the end of a game. The Chargers had more chances and also more ineptitude than the Tennessee Titans did. And I got to say, I am... I'm discouraged by the Chiefs offensively pretty much running back the same mistake they made last week without learning from the thing that went wrong that ended up ultimately costing them a game. I'd like for you to listen to a few uh, a few plays here in sequence. There's that third and one play where the Chiefs had the ball. Hardman was the deep back. Uh, Darrell Williams was in the offset eye. They hand it to Darrell Williams. He barely gets the ball. But they get the first down, okay? That's a running play for the purpose of my tallies, but that was a fine play there. That worked out, okay? Then on first down, Mahomes floats it to LaShawn McCoy, but he overfloats it just to miss. Second and 10. Hands it off to LaShawn McCoy. That's four yards. Third and six. Another target to McCoy out of the backfield on a screen. Blocking wasn't there. Pass was bad. Punt the ball. There was about there were about five guys in in. Mahomes' face. On yeah. That one. yeah, it was. I mean, that's part of the design of the screen, but it. But McCoy was also dead to rights there. Whatever. The defense goes out and gets the ball right back. Chargers go three and out. It's excellent. Chiefs get the ball back. They hand that off to Darrell Williams, on for three yards on second and seven. Mahomes to Williams out of the backfield for four. Third and three. Mahomes tries Williams out of the backfield again. And the pass is batted down. And on fourth and three, they punt it back again. 
Then you have, on first down of the next drive, Daryl Williams runs for three. With 4.13 left to go. The, the game, you need to just move the football. You can talk about running out the clock all you want. You can't run out the clock whenever you don't have the ball. So Daryl Williams goes for three. Second and seven, Mahomes scrambles for one. There are nine plays in a row there that did not do the job. They were either running plays or, or uh, uh, passes to a running back. On nine consecutive plays split up over three different drives. The offense failed over those plays. That's one of the, that's a bad Andy situation. We had this problem last week. And then on third and six, what happens? Andy Reid calls a play for the first time in 10 plays where Patrick Mahomes is allowed to play football. It's third and six. He plays football. Everybody's covered. He runs for the first down. He slides to stay in bounds and makes a football play. You can never, ever, in any circumstance, God forbid a circumstance like this, where you are trying to put the game on ice, you can absolutely not take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hand on 10 consecutive plays, nine consecutive plays, where you say it's a screen, it's a little wheel route, it's a check down, or it's a running play. On, on nine straight plays, especially whenever the game is this close to being completely over, instead of continually putting your defense under the spotlight, it's a horrible sequence that I desperately want Andy Reid to learn from and am really worried at this point that he's not going to. That it's really frustrating. And then we went right back after that, by the way. Darrell Williams runs the ball for like five, then he runs it for one. Chargers use the last timeout. Third and four, Mahomes takes a sack. It's total, it's super, that drive's super similar to what happened against the Titans. He's making use of their timeouts. Mahomes takes a sack like he did last week. The difference is this time it ended in a Dan Sorensen interception instead of a Titans touchdown. Like that really is how this felt different. And it was because for all the things we talked about last week, it changed because it was a loss. Here, the defense comes through for like the fourth consecutive possession. It's really, really frustrating to me. Yeah, and I, I was gonna finish your your thought, and then you actually finish your own thought there. Woo-hoo! On that last on that last possession for the Chiefs, after Mahomes rushed for 15 yards and slid inbounds, by the way, which 90% of guys in the National Football League don't do it. They'll fight for the one or two extra yards and ended up end up going out of bounds and stopping the clock when they shouldn't. So smart play, but then you go right back to Darrell Williams for four, right back to Darrell Williams for two, then you get a sack and a two-yard loss, and that just continued the theme of the night for me, which was, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, what are we doing you, here? You, you, you got yep. the MVP, Yep. and all of a sudden... And I, I'm kind of re- restating what I said earlier. When you need when you need to get some chunk yards, some chunk plays to eat up the clock, because that last possession for the Chiefs, there was 4:13 on the clock. All you got to do is get it past the two minute warning. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Chargers mm-hmm. used two timeouts on that drive, their second and third, so they were done there. But we're not going to Travis Kelsey. Nope. Not going to Sammy Watkins. Nope. Not going to I don't know Byron Pringle. I, I'm not saying we're not you going to Deion Yeller, but that's okay. Actually, that, that's fine. But just we're just gonna 
Nah, we're just gonna. It's running backs out of the backfield. It's just running backs. It's just ball to running backs, like it was ball to Blake Bell. I hate it. I hate it. Let Mahomes um. do a football thing. It, it doesn't matter <laughs> if it's third and six or whatever. Let him have some options. Let him look at the pass catchers, and if nothing is there, let him run for the first down. He's not Lamar Jackson, but no. if Ryan Tannehill can do it, so can Patrick Mahomes. By the way, the the three longest run plays in this game for the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. He's good. <laughs> He's good at this. And I'm not saying have him run it, but that should tell you what you need to know about your run game. Well, yes, and also that you can trust Patrick Mahomes and yes. make the smart decision. Yes. Andy Reid is no longer nursing a baby here. This isn't a quarterback here. This isn't even Phillip Rivers. It's not a quarterback who you're afraid of a dumb turnover, and Mahomes had that shot downfield earlier in the game that was intercepted. And, man, if that keeps you up at night, I don't know what to tell you. Like, probably stop watching football altogether, I guess, because that kind of stuff happens. It hasn't happened to Mahomes. The only other pick was that nonsense that shouldn't have been a live ball at all. But regardless of that, you have to give Patrick— Andy Reid is excellent as an offensive mind and as a head coach. I really believe that. But man, you gotta loosen up on Patrick Mahomes at the end of a game. You, he, I, I would argue you need to loosen up on him over the course of a game. You're not protecting him from a broken offensive line anymore. And right now, it's just well, Tyree Kill went out holding his hamstring. And I don't know if they were afraid of the field. I don't know if it's just a caution thing. They're going into a bye week, and you don't want to make it any worse. Whatever the reasoning is, you you never saw and man like. I'm I'm sorry to say this name around Andy Reid, but you didn't even see Mike McCarthy like h- trying to hide Aaron Rodgers, and then he lost his job. Matt Lafleur is not gonna hide Aaron Rodgers if if Devontae Adams goes down. I know that because he did, and he still looks like Aaron Rodgers. You you have the MVP, and sometimes all you can do is put him in the best possible spot to succeed, and then say, "All right, go do MVP things." And Andy Reid, two games in a row, late in the game, has done the nervous Andy Reid thing that I at least on some level understood whenever it was Alex Smith at quarterback because you're afraid that he's either not going to take the right shot, he's going to miss an open guy, he's going to throw an ill-advised pass or something like that. I understand on some level, even though I thought it was still wrong then. But right now, man, I got nothing for you. This is this can't be happening with Patrick Mahomes under center. No, and I and I mentioned all of the receivers that were not used late in the game. I mentioned Kelsey, mentioned Watkins. Hell, I even threw in Byron Pringle. What to Marcus Robinson? Yeah, throw a little something his way, just something to move the damn ball. McCole Hardman was sneaky good for reasons yes. we can get into later because I got to take a break and everything. But. We, we can talk about Cole Hartman at some point. He had a really nice game. He had, he had, I'll tell you this. He had two catches on back-to-back passes where, one, he was pretty well boxed in, so he just stopped and dove forward and took a yard and made it, I think it was made it second and one or third and yeah. one or something like that. And the next play is a little, like I think, kind of a delayed screen. Yep, that's what it was. Where yeah. he ends up cutting it back upfield because he had a blocker, so he danced around, and he, he both times he made the right call. They were different calls. It, even I would even have more of a stomach for for designing plays for McCole Hardman, because at least then 
I know that it's a it's a guy that has a chance to create, but really, I want Patrick Mahomes to be the one to create. Yeah. I don't want a game ending on a target to Blake Bell or to in last week or in this case to Daryl Williams. Those guys are fine mm-hmm. on second and two in the in the third quarter, but not I'm, here. And you know, the, there was the one play where McCole Hardman was lined up in the backfield. Yeah. Which was weird, but set it, set something up so, there. So I, mean, I that thought, went to Daryl Williams. You have to respect yeah, that and, 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 and I thought about this. So on one hand, you don't want to run at Joey Bosa if you don't have to. Sure, but you could have run a jet sweep the other way with McCole Hardman. I think we're going to see that formation again. I and I don't know why we didn't see that in this game. Maybe yeah. it's just because the Chiefs do it too much and they're self scouting. So don't run it so much or whatever. But I I could have used that. By the way, Joey Bosa was lined up in the neutral zone ninety percent of the time. That's not a factor. That didn't. That was not that didn't matter that, in the that game. Penalty but never gets called in a big moment. They called it one time in the game. Never that never happens. He was he was lined up he was lined up with his helmet halfway over the football ninety percent of the time. We need to take a break. We will hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes from Mexico. We also take a bunch of your calls. We got a full board, so hold on to your spot if you're in line right now. We'll take uh, some calls and hear from Mexico whenever we come back to the Missouri Lottery. Chiefs post game show. Go Chiefs! Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs scratchers ticket from the Missouri Lottery and win up to $600 cash instantly. Play it forward and play responsibly. The Chiefs post game show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. First down, Mahomes. McCoy in the backfield. They're going to throw it deep. Near side. Kelsey caught a run. Caught it. Touchdown, Kansas City. And Mahomes right on the money and just drops the ball into the hands of Kelsey. A 23-yard touchdown. That is, without question, our Tullamore Dew Tully touchdown of the game. We raise a toast to Travis Kelsey for that touchdown that was big in the moment, big on the scoreboard, and I believe his first, like, normal receiving touchdown against the Chargers. So there's a debate on Twitter about, like, a fumble recovery, but to think that he hasn't had a straight-up-and-down receiving touchdown against the Chargers in his career is insane to me. Regardless, uh, that's, our, that's our Tully touchdown of the day. Uh, you can uh, drink Tully More Dew is what I would suggest at this point. The copy doesn't say it quite like that. Here's how I'll say it. Tully More Dew is the original triple-blended smooth-sipping Irish whiskey made exactly for these great moments in fandom. Please drink Tully More Dew responsibly. I'd be more worried about getting the copy wrong, but clearly they're not listening because if so, they'd bring us some whiskey to celebrate with. We've been sad drinking whiskey for the last several weeks. Let's have some happy whiskey for the bye week. Two things. One, Travis, more do. Travis Kelsey took some vicious hits tonight. He did. His catches. He had one where I thought his neck got bent sideways. I mean, it was frightening. And he hops up and, eh, fine. He's going to be feeling it tomorrow. Two, since we're on we're on Facebook Live, right? Yes, we are. That so, camera's on you right now. There you go. Wave to the camera. Sports Radio 10 Facebook page if you want to watch this show happen. Beards, put the camera on yourself just so people can see <laughs> that you're really there. <laughs> so tune in. There was a sheepish grin. So... Since we're on Facebook Live, I will just appeal to the sponsor of that last highlight, Tullamore Dew. If you want some product placement, like when we announced the Tullamore Dew, Tully of the you can place your product the, right in my belly. We, we can set up the you know the bottle right here. Yep, a couple of little shot glasses. Yeah, and then when we when you you do the reader and mm-hmm. announce the play, just clink and. I would 100% be down. I don't know if that's an FCC violation of any sort. Oh. I think as long as Beards isn't drinking, we're good. 
Is that I'll, right, Beards? Yeah. Beards has, run, works. Beards has run the NFL draft I, show down here. Beards knows the rules. <laughs> well, I could always, when we do when you do the shot, you could go NFL coach and get your play card up. and. Uh, that's and good. Yeah, hide, we'll just use our hide, legal pad to hide, block. Hide behind it. I'm just saying, product placement, Tulamordu, if you'd like to, you put a bottle right here. I will say again, you can place you can place your product right in my hand or my tummy. Beards, I want you to send all of this to tell them more do, please. Can you mark the tape on please that? Please mark it. Mark the tape. Mark it. Thank you, Beards. <laughs> we can take your calls. We're still waiting. Uh, listen, time's different in Mexico, and technology is different in Mexico, and it's got to get through the wall, I guess, that's there now, right? Um, did that not happen? Shucks. We, uh, we're waiting still to hear from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. So we can hear from you right now, 913-310-810. We'll start off with Ryan. What's up, Ryan? Where's Gary? He's up next. He's he's batting second today. Dang it, Josh! I want to go after him. Uh, I honestly, you know what? I thought you might, but I wasn't sure, so I just you were up first. No, Chiefs win. Hey, Chiefs! Um, they're finding different ways to have to win. So, yep. Growing as a team, we may not win the Super Bowl this year, but I think we might have a good shot. And uh, it seems like it's up for anybody this year. Um, Lamar Jackson, we did beat him. I, I, yep. I do remember seeing that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're playing the best game that we can play at the end of the season. So, uh, Tyreek, uh, hopefully he comes back. I expect it because it's just hamstring. But uh, other than that, how many drops did Matt out have? Uh, Money Badger, whatever they call him now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Money Badger. Yeah. (laughs) But, no, uh, great. Defense looks pretty dang good. Um, Mexico City, too. Oxygen in the first quarter. I mean, I don't like playing out of the United States. I'm not going to lie. So that's just my opinion. Uh, I won't go too farther into that, but that's just me. Uh, I wish it was at one of the places in America. Uh, But that's because it just doesn't make sense to me to go out. Why? Because both teams. Money. The answer is money. Just so you know, the answer is money. And it could affect their season. I mean, the Patriots ain't playing somewhere. I mean, I don't understand it. So, and, they played. They actually played in Mexico a few well. years ago. So, they, well, that's fun. Well, I'm not gonna argue about that. But just you know, a, a win is a good win, and it looks like they're finding different ways to win. Is they're gonna have to. You're gonna have to more of as a team. So, thanks, guys. Appreciate it, Ryan. Always good to hear from you. No, no I mean you're right. Like. First of all, going international, traveling internationally is a challenge. The good news is it's going to be followed by a bye week. The Raiders had a you know a week and a half actually to get ready for this game because that Raiders game was on Thursday last week, um, and the Chiefs certainly needed to win this game uh, because last week was. I mean, I can't imagine going into the bye week on two straight losses. Six and five it would have been a nightmare. So yes, finding different ways to win that does happen with good teams. And listen, I. I, I think there's something to be said for them being a legit contender in the AFC. I don't feel, I don't know if my opinion on this even really changed from last week, frankly, but they did beat the Ravens in pretty pretty dominant in a pretty dominant fashion through the first three quarters of that game, and then miracles started happening, and the Ravens still didn't really get all that close. They didn't get as close as the Chargers were tonight. The, the Patriots are a flawed team. And then there's the rest of the AFC after that. You think one of those AFC South teams is uh, is definitely the real deal? I have no idea. I have no idea about the entire AFC at this point, and the Chiefs are one of the teams in that conversation. The reason that this is different than whenever I would say that about Alex Smith Chiefs teams is because the Chiefs have a quarterback that can hang with all those other quarterbacks for the first time. 
And, and I'll say this about the Ravens because I know they're the they're the hot dog of the league right now. And they're it's, fun as hell to watch. They are very a good. Blast to watch. I yep. had so much fun watching that game yesterday. Even though I was hoping the Texans would do something, anything, <laughs> and he's poking them with didn't. a stick. Yeah, nothing. But here's the thing: you, we talk about you know beating the Ravens handily. Who you are in week one and two is not who you are in week eight and nine. Who you are in week eight and nine is not who you are in week fifteen and sixteen. Right. The Ravens are a better team now. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson. Remember, this is his first full season as a starter. He came yep. in midway through last year, so I don't want to say the training wheels on early, but whatever term you want to but use. It but it was certainly development. Still, he is a better. They were changing the offense on the fly yes. last year. Yes, and they are a better team now than they were when the Chiefs played him. As for playing games uh, in Mexico, I will just say this because I have people in my household who are American Mexicans. And my wife's family has a lot of people on the west side who wanted to go to the game last year, and they got uh, screwed out of their plane tickets and hotel rooms. They had tickets. They wanted to go. I will tell you this. Firsthand observations. This game in Mexico for Kansas City Chiefs fans is a huge deal. Hmm. I guarantee you the west side tonight, or you go over to KCK and go to Argentina, wherever you want to go. Wherever there's a large Mexican community. This game is huge. It is important for the Chiefs to be there. That's why they agreed to go back this year. They wanted to go last year and they felt bad about, you know, people couldn't go and the fans got left out of the left out on some things, but this is a big deal. It's important, not just for the community here, but in terms of marketing, in terms of uh, getting your game in, on in a foreign country. They had 76,000 people in that stadium last yeah, it was night. The, best, it was the, the most Chargers fans they are going to see a game uh, all year for them. 40,000 Chargers fans, apparently, is yeah. what I heard. I uh, bought the tickets. but that And it's one of the most historic stadiums in the world. It is important for the Chiefs to be there. Not saying they have to go every year, but I'm saying it's important for the Chiefs to be there. And whenever they want to go, I'm 100% behind it. Maybe if the NFL could use some of the money they make off of this to like maybe get some turf, that yes. would be a middle ground that I'd be very happy to achieve. I don't, a, I don't, and I have nothing against an international series. The reason they do it is for money, right? And you need to make sure the playing surface is safe. Yes, like please. we saw that last year and this year, like. It was a little touch and go. The first play of the game, Hunter Henry tried to cut, and then he came up with a chunk of grass in his face mask. That was the first play from scrimmage tonight. So, not a great look. Here's but. here's another thing. In, in also, of, by the way, as long as if it's road games for the Chiefs, they could Chiefs can fine, play road games yeah. in Mars. Like, I, give them the bye week afterwards to, uh, you know, get used to the atmosphere changing. But you got to get Matt Damon on that one. Yeah, dude, I out. mean, come on. How good would that be? Here's another thought about the, the games in Mexico. So we had, they've been talking about the Jaguars going to London for years and even playing half their schedule in London. They've been yeah. talking about that forever because yep. Shad Khan, their owner, has a lot of connections in Europe. And then we had the rumors of, uh, what, two or three weeks ago, well, the Chargers might uh, consider moving to London. And mm-hmm. Dean Spanos, the worst owner, well, second worst owner in the NFL behind Dan Snyder, Washington, came out and said, ah, blankety, blank, 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 we're not moving anywhere. If you're the Chargers' ownership, you're playing second fiddle to the Rams, and they're not even a full fiddle, by the way. Because in L.A., they're number, what, six on the depth chart in terms of interest? Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Dodgers, Angels, whatever. If you're the Chargers, and you're, you're, second, you're second fiddle in L.A., and no one's going to your games, you have 40,000 people buy tickets yeah. to go down there and watch. Your stadium currently has 25,000 capacity. If I'm the Chargers owner, 
which I'm not because I'm not going to be a billionaire anytime soon. I'm say I'm calling Roger Goodell saying, "What do you think? Mm. Should we? You know, we want to move." Yeah, the franchise. It would, it would it would be a negligibly different. I mean, honestly, the fact that the stadium is basically played basically uh, in Mars <laughs> because it's so far away from Earth as we know it, that might be the biggest thing. But I mean, the Broncos exist. It's definitely. I know that it's higher, but it, you know, anyway. if, if I'm a player and I'm thinking oh, I can live in Mexico City for six months, it's not a bad way to live. No. I don't hate it. So anyway, it also my, keep you from realigning conferences and divisions. That was my stance. Stuff, keep so. playing in Mexico City, please. I'm good with it. Just please, the, again, NFL. Listen, I know you're making so much money. Please fix the the damn field. Call George Toma, please. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Gary's up next. Is up, Gary? How you feeling? Not too bad, guys. Happy about the win tonight. I'm gonna see your Frank Clark, and I'm gonna downgrade you to an Anthony Hitchens. Did you see him get trucked by Melvin Gordon in the first quarter? Yes. That was embarrassing, and his play. I mean, he can't cover, he can't hit, he can't tackle, and then they try and put Neiman in there, and that's that's the linebacker version of Dan Sorensen. Granted, Sorensen did make the play in that end the game, but guys, the linebacker play is horrible. Thank God the front four were doing their job tonight, and the back end was productive tonight because you're getting nothing from the second level guys and. You know, you want to go deep into January, you've got to have somebody on all three levels making plays. And that middle level, you're getting nothing out of anybody. And the penalties were there again tonight. Those were kind of drive killers, especially on first down. It puts you behind sticks. That's something that's got to be cleaned up, guys. And, you know, we've got to buy it's time to just rest up, heal, and get ready for December because it's, it's going to be a grind next month because you've got Oakland. Then the next week you go to New England. I mean, it's it's going to be a grind in December, guys. And I'm glad the calendar's turning to December because since Andy's been here, the Novembers haven't really been very good here. So it's time to turn the calendar and move on, guys. I'll hang up and listen. Great show. Appreciate it, Gary. Yeah, I think the bye week is coming at a very good time for the Chiefs. I mean, they could have used it earlier, I guess. But being here now gives a chance for this team to recalibrate on a few things. Listen, the Anthony Hitchens thing, he's he's – I feel pretty good about it saying this out loud. I don't think he's ever going to completely validate his contract. I, I think that the, the level that he's put on financially is a level that he's not going to achieve as a player. He's a fine he's a fine middle linebacker. He can put dudes in the right spot. I remember how many times last year, whenever Eric Berry came back, we were saying, how do they not know where to be? Anthony Hitchens is very valuable in that regard. Is that validating of his contract? No. But... He's a fine, he's a fine football player, and again, I would also say I think this is this is a good reflection on Spagnolo. In the second half, the defense got better. The run defense seemed more confident. They were they were just, I mean, consistently. There might have been a dozen times in this game where it was Gordon for one, Gordon for two, Eckler for three, Eckler for a loss of a couple. Oh God, Frank Clark just killed Austin Eckler. Like you, you had a few of those moments that are partially because linebackers were filling their gaps. You're gonna always get a bad moment from that group, and again, they're not great, but they're fine. And right now, meager praise that it is fine is. Fine. Good enough. It's good enough. And so I, I do think that's worth something. Anything, you, Brad, you were doubling over. Yes, and I appreciate you putting me on camera while I was. Yeah, that's all, that's all in Beards' control. Uh, yeah, I mean. Beards controls the Facebook cameras. We've been talking about Anthony Hitchens for two years. There's not a lot 
really to say. He's yeah. played he's played better this season overall. Yes, he's been in a, put in a better spot this year also to be fair. Yes. And yes, changing the defensive scheme has helped him out tremendously because he was he was miscast last year along with Tano Passigno and, and uh, how many other who was Derek Nottie? Year? I mean, who wasn't miscast for the Chiefs last year? I'm not sure what the, how long that list is. You don't have to answer that, but it's a, I'm saying it's a long list of guys who were. It would be like uh, taking Anthony Edwards, who was the co-star in Top Gun with Tom Cruise, but he was also in the movie Revenge of the Nerds. And if you switch, your references are out of this so freaking if you world, switch man. The cast and put Revenge of the Nerds in Top Gun and Top Gun and Revenge of the Nerds. It just doesn't play. It wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't play. That's uh, what Bob Sutton did to Tano Passano. I like that a lot. Yes. Uh, let's go back to the phone. Okay. Let's go to George. Let's. Uh, what's up, George? How you feeling? Hey, Beth. Hey, haven't talked to you in a while. I know it's been a minute. George is a is a regular caller whenever Beards leaves the phones open. <laughs> oh, you didn't have to do that to him. Oh, I did. I absolutely did. That is not nice. I have to deflect Blaine. You know that. Uh, hey, speaking of deflecting. <laughs> the operative word that you guys want to use for the Chiefs offense this evening is flaccid. Oh I'm glad you said it, and I didn't have to. Oh, boy. Beers didn't even dump it. He trusted here, you, George. Here we go. You've earned this. Oh, yeah, they had ED. Execution <laughs> dysfunction. <laughs> that was close. Beers got nervous. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I was nervous there. It's, it's, just so, it's just so unpleasant. Because it leaves you to the, I mean, what did we do? We waited till the very last play of the very last minute of the very last quarter to figure out who's going to win the stupid game. Yep. Not cool. It's it's infuriating. And sometimes it backfires. Like, it happened last week. Last week did not have to be that way. Can you... Can you at least give the game ball to Dustin Colquitt for pinning the the Chargers so far back on every single possession? He had a bad one early, but in crunch time, you're right. He was put in the back there. I, I like the fact that they can do that because, again, defense notwithstanding, the, the Chargers basically did it to themselves. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs won the game, but the Chargers lost their game. That's the way I view it. They, they had their opportunities. I mean, they have the quarterback, but uh, where were our receivers? I, I, I know you listed them all. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's another, another issue with, with Andy Reid. You rely on his playmakers so much that I don't think he's really spending time developing his, his B team. I, don't, I know they don't get the reps, Yeah. but the reps that they do get, they have to produce with them. I mean, and even then, like, you, you can say, you know, B-team, I, I think I know where you're coming from, but even then, like, it, you know, Sammy Watkins and McCall Hardman shouldn't be relegated to that level, but tonight, no. I told you off the top of my head, McCall Hardman's two receptions, they came on the same two plays, I felt like that was worth calling out, those were his only two receptions, Sammy Watkins had two catches, like, it, it was a Travis Kelsey game, and then it was LaShawn McCoy, then Watkins, Hardman, Pringle had one, no, nobody in this game had more than two receptions other, other than McCoy with four and then Kelsey with seven. Obviously, Tyreek Hill goes out, and, and that's a problem. But even with Tyreek Hill in. But you're right. Why, aren't, why, aren't, why isn't he spreading the ball? Uh, all you have to look at is the Cowboys, for an example. Yes, absolutely. And I don't they know. Have, they don't exactly. I mean, Damari Cooper is their star. Mm-hmm. But everybody else is perfectly capable of handling three or four receptions. 
I really do think that there's some level of a trust issue right now with with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I don't know. I don't know if it's front of mind trust or if it's that Andy Reid would rather. And I I understand this. Would I, he would, Andy Reid would rather trust himself than trust someone else to make this work. But the problem is Andy Reid can't do all of this from inside of Patrick Mahomes' head. He he can't operate him like Krang from the Ninja Turtles. Like I got to offset some of Brad's old ass go. references. So I'm going to bring in the Ninja Turtles here to offset your Top Gun. Um. I, I am left very frustrated by that because I, I think that maybe there's been a bit of a regression in, in what Andy Reid has been willing to, to let Patrick Mahomes do here. And as much as I like the, the concept, it's, it's not cool to sit there and think that a running play for four yards is what you call an offensive play. Mm. With as many quality players as the Chiefs have, yep. A four-yard run isn't satisfactory. Yes, a hundred percent. George, always good to hear from you. Sorry, Beards has been so mean to you lately. Well, one last thing, very quickly. Sure. With as many tacos as we have in the league, so many players named Taco. Yes. We've got a Pringle, and we're not doing anything with him. <laughs> <laughs> More food names, please. Especially as the show gets closer to midnight. Wow. Someone wanted to bring some tacos by. I'd really appreciate it. Thank Tully. you, George. It's Tully, by the way. Say that again. It's it's. When you were calling it Tullamore it's Tullamore That's a Brad. That's Listen, Brad, he's calling you out. Tullamore George, George yeah. is here with a yeah. scope on his rifle today. Thanks, George. Good to hear from you. <laughs> so there's a lot to take in there with that phone call. There's a lot happening. By the way, it's a lot it, happening in, term, in this game. In terms of trust issues, and I had this on my list, but I might as well get to it now. Sure. So LaShawn McCoy fumbles it to himself, <sighs> which... Reminded me of that funny line, please allow me to introduce myself to myself. He fumbled the ball to himself. And what did you see in subsequent carries and catches? Still carrying the ball like the proverbial loaf of bread. Yeah. It's going to happen again. I'm just telling you now. Yeah. There will be another fumble. Yeah. You want to talk about trust issues? Mm -hmm. That's one I have. That's fair. I would that, say that's a fair trust issue that, that you have, Mr. That's, Porter. That's one I have. Because that so, is that dude. The other point of his call, he was talking about ED. Yes. Listen to this station long enough, and you'll hear plenty of commercials for it. You'll hear Grunny and Jamie Bluma talking about Blue Chew. Chew it and do it. Not a sponsor of the postgame show, as far as I'm not, aware. Not as far as I know. But uh, on a funny note, I'll just throw this. We talk about dad jokes. Yes. Because I'm, I'm radio dad here, yes. right? So one time when my kids were really little, I think it was my oldest one, he was really little. I was watching a football game, and they're just endless ED commercials at every break. Yep. And it's, uh, if you have erectile dysfunction. And one day my my little one said, uh, Dad, what's reptile dysfunction? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Rep, no, reptile. Yep. Dis- he said, yep. what is reptile dysfunction? It's whenever uh, a I- lizard forgets how to be a lizard, I guess. I don't know. It's Turtles have issues sometimes. Turtles have issues, too. I'm hiding my face from the Facebook cameras. It's the Missouri Maybe Lottery. Softshell soft turtle. <laughs> was that just to me? Did you say that on the radio people could hear? No, that it? was over the air. That's, Beards. That's too bad. Beards comes over the top. Like a. Yeah, I'm, no, honestly, I'm afraid of like, really anything you could say right now was, would be terrifying to me. He was Danny Green with the Lakers last night on the rebound, slamming it down, which he never does. That was Beards. Josh, do you want an easy transition? We need to go to break soon. Yeah. What's the, what's the transition? Are you saying that we need to go to break? Is that the transition? Yes. <laughs> Do we have a hard out or? Whoa. What? Mark the tape. 
That's Brett Porter, and that's Beards McFly. It doesn't matter who I am. More Chiefs talk after this. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Part of a rival against the Chiefs, the Texans, originally 1960, to original AFL teams. Rivers is hit. It's intercepted. It's intercepted off the deflection. Picked off by Derek Nottie. Pressure from Frank Clark. Clark came in from the outside. It is the 11th interception thrown this season by Phillip Rivers. And it is our Central Bank of the Midwest play of the game. Take a new look at what's possible Central Bank of the Midwest. Visit centralbank.net. We'll get to all your calls here momentarily. We will also read some texts at some point, 913-912-4810. Also got a tweet to me, at JB Briscoe, Brad, at Brad K. Porter, and at Beards, at Beards McFly. That's a good one. From Todd, saying the conclusion of that segment is the kind of stuff that makes life worth living. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Uh, we have Andy Reid. From Mexico. And we got to go to it right now. Let's see what the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs had to say after the Chiefs pulled out the victory south of the border against the Los Angeles Chargers. As far as the injuries go, just real quick, Tyreek Hill uh, strained his hamstring early in the game. Damian Williams uh, hurt his ribs. They're looking at those as we go here. Um, Jordan Lucas uh, hurt his shoulder. So... Uh, Ryder came out but went back in, or excuse me, Reader, and uh, and then LaShawn, I'm not sure exactly. Um, something with his head, so I'm not sure exactly what the final decision was there. I was real proud of our defense uh, for the job that they did today. Um, I think Frank Clark probably jumps out at you. Uh, for the job that he did, um, he had a he had a heck of a game. Four takeaways. The guys that intercepted the football, I, um, uh, and then helped create the turnovers. I again, I'm proud of those guys for the job they did there. We were able to get seven points out of that. Probably had another chance for another uh, turnover right there with uh, the Badger. He had one in his hands. That he's kind of kicking himself for, but he did a nice job with the one that he he, he did catch. Um, Pat had 60 yards rushing. Pretty impressive for a guy with a couple banged up legs there. So he, he pushed himself through and and had uh, some big yards doing that. Kelsey came up with uh, the seven receptions for 90 plus yards and uh, puts him in some elite category there amongst uh, tight ends uh, in the history of the game. So, and then uh, I thought special teams really did a nice job. Uh, I was proud of those guys, um, Dustin for the way he punted and and um, and and you know maintaining the field position with the coverage teams. Um, anyways, with that, time's yours. I'll tell you what we uh, we love the hospitality that we received. Phenomenal people. Um, you know, it, it was a great great experience. I think the players would. Tell you the same thing, but I think it stands out to me are the people and so welcoming. Well, the the win 
you know, I told the team, Viva la Mexico, man, I'm, I'm in, huh? We, we enjoyed the win. Um, but and about not playing here last year, we were sorry that that happened. Um, but, heck, we're, we're glad we came this time. And um, like I said, the hospitality that you gave us was uh, um, over the top great. Coach, you have uh, five more games left. Uh, do you think uh, next one against the Oakland Raiders is going to be the most important the rest of the season after the bye week? And if the uh, altitude Mexico City affected your players any? Um, yeah, so um, the Raiders, the, that's always good competition right there. So we'll have to prepare ourselves. We're going to take some time off, though, with the bye week, and then we'll come back and get ready for them for the first part of your question. Um, the way the, the Mexico City, uh, the altitude, um, it, it's up here now. I mean, we're, we're high, so uh, there's not a lot of oxygen, but it's, it's good oxygen, the one that we had, so we were able to uh, make the best of it. We used every bit of it, I think, towards the end there. Coach, uh, I mean, there, there was a factor in the, in the, in the most recent defeat for you to decide to run a little bit more tonight? Yeah, well, I didn't run much in the first half. So um, I thought it was a good thing to crank it up a little bit. And, um, and then down the stretch, I, you know, we were in four-minute mode there. And we've got to make sure we closed out the game. I, I, I was proud of our defense, though, for closing the game out the way they did. And then Dan with the big interception at the end, it was a huge play. So. Yeah, listen, he's been – I think he's feeling better. You know, physically feeling better, and um, he's been kind of battling through uh, the injury, and and um, I, I think uh, starting kind of midweek. I mean, he was going, man, this I'm you know feeling better here, and uh, and I think that that sure paid off. Coach, what can you do to, to achieve consistency defensively? Yeah, so um, you know we, we've been kind of on the rise, and then last week not so good. Um, and then we're back. So we're back in. Last week we gave up too many big plays. Um, so this week we came back and made a lot of big plays. And, and we hung in there and kept battling. So when things were kind of tough there um, and they were moving the ball a little bit, we battled. And then we did a great job in the red zone. I think they were one for three in the red zone. We ended up being two for two. And that, that's a big stat in, in football. Andy, <coughs> all, all four interceptions were pretty Excuse me. Yeah. But, but how much did you think Tyron's kind of sort of flipped the script a little bit on having? Yeah, no, that was a big one. Um, so, and then he had a chance for another one, right, by So, um, but I thought he played a good game. He he came all the way across from the backside on that to make that play, and and um, and then had a great run after that. You saw some of his punt return ability when he was a young pup. He was a punt returner, so you saw a little bit of that going play. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I thought our linebackers played well. I thought our interior linemen, the guys that don't get quite as much publicity as those outside guys, I thought they played well and did a great job of gap controls and so on. Yeah. Anybody want to talk to Pat Mahomes? I, I can say. All right. 
That's Andy Reid following the game in Mexico. It's brought to you by 360 Vodka. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, grab a bottle of 360 Vodka for your next tailgate or watch party. 360 Vodka is the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs and has your game day cocktails covered all season long. Also brought to you by Casey Grilling Company. Casey Grilling Company located in Olathe at 159th and Merlin. Your one-stop shop for all your tailgating needs. Stop by and check out Casey Grilling Company or go to caseygrilling.com. Uh, a handful of things there that are kind of interesting yep. from Andy yep. Reid. Also, updates on the injury front that aren't really updates. Three seconds, Brad. Three seconds? 30 seconds. Okay. 30 seconds. I'll give you a couple oh, of full sentences. Props to Andy Reid. Normally, you get the uh, PR person in the background. Two more, guys. Two more. Andy Reid just did it himself saying, who wants to talk to Pat? He's He was ready today. So, a uh, couple of things. You talk about Patrick Mahomes running the football, even though he's um, got a couple of wheels that probably aren't 100%. Mm-hmm. My only thing is that run down the right side that he had, he started high-stepping at the end. And to me, I'm like, Deion Sanders needs to be on the phone. Got to tell him how to high-step because that was ugly. It was that, ugly. That was butt ugly. Don't do that. Um, defense, uh, he said, we were good. And last week we were bad. And now we're back. All good stuff. Red zone defense, by the way. Outstanding. The Chargers were one for three, one for four in the red zone. They were awful. Yeah. Um, or the Chiefs were just that good. And on the Tyron Matthew interception, which uh, Andy Reid talked about, Tyron Matthew's playing what I believe they call it the robber mm-hmm. in that position. He he baited Phillip Rivers into it. Yep. He faked like he was going to go back or over to the left and instead came forward. And it's not what you call jump the route. That's not what that was. But he was there to he was there to steal. He baited Phillip Rivers into it and got him and made it look easy. We will hear from Patrick Mahomes, maybe some others. We'll also take your calls in a little bit whenever we, t- we come back. We need to take a break, though, right now on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs Post Game Show. The Chiefs Post Game Show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. The Bolts lead at 9.01 to go, second quarter. Rivers steps up, sings it over the middle, intercepted! Intercepted by Matthew at the 30, 25, 20. Honey Badger going left. He's at the 10, stumbles and falls down at the 7. The Honey Badger doesn't care. A 34-yard interception return by Ty Ron Matthew, and the Chiefs are in business. With apologies and considerations to Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew is our famous among friends, Chiefs player of the game this football season. Keep it crisp with Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of your Kansas City Chiefs. Very well could have been Frank Clark, but we played that highlight earlier. So, could, yeah. That's what we had. If, if Matthew would have caught the second one, there would have been a uh, very little argument against me right now. But uh, Frank Clark. That's what we had. A couple of sacks, strip sack, um, and the tackle in the backfield on a run play. Couple of deserving options there, no question. You could also make an argument for Mahomes, but by the way, in terms of the defense, just to add on what we were talking about, BJ Kissel, who uh, works for the Chiefs at Chiefs Reporter, threw out these numbers from tonight's game. Uh, Chiefs defense held the Chargers to five of fifteen on third down. Awesome. Uh, held the Chargers to one of four in the red zone. That was I was trying to remember that in the last segment. Held the Chargers on four fourth quarter possessions. They went punt, punt, interception, interception. And held the Chargers to 17 points, the third lowest of the season, and picked Phillip Rivers four times. 
Not bad. Chiefs defense is really good today. Yep. Yep. Patrick Mahomes also pretty good today, although the production wasn't great. We'll take your calls here in just a minute. Danny, BJ, Tommy Mo, and Mark, you guys are up next. Not necessarily in that order. I just read a bunch of names. We'll, we'll get to you guys in a second. But first, Patrick Mahomes from Mexico following the Chiefs' victory over the Chargers. It was amazing, honestly. Uh, the stadium, I mean, first when you get to walk out that tunnel and see the stadium, how big, and uh, you can just tell the history in it. And then uh, the fans were amazing. I mean, they really were. They were cheering the whole game. It was loud. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great atmosphere. Patrick, uh, quick question about, obviously, you led the team in rushing tonight. I know that's something that uh, Coach Reed would not like to have happen uh, in the near future. But that being said, was, were you were you wanting to prove a point about you being back healthy and stuff? I know you said this is the healthiest you felt since the beginning of the season. No, no, I wasn't. Uh, I was trying to just, just make plays happen. Uh, we struggled in the past game uh, as far as doing what we, we would like to do. And so uh, they have great pass rushers. And so whenever they got just too far upfield, I try to take advantage and, and get first downs. And so uh, I think the biggest thing was there was the one big run where it was a kind of an RPO and I tried to throw it and they caught me with a, going into a cover two. And so I ended up running where the running back should have ran. And then the, the one late in the game when the, they were rushing upfield and I just kind of slipped out and found a way to, to get a first down. Did you, uh, did you kind of tweak your knee there on one of those scrambles in the second half? No, I, I didn't tweak my knee. I got hit in my knee for the first time. And so I think it was kind of out of the – I was like I kind of sitting there like, man, I, it's the first time I'm taking a shot there. So I kind of just felt it. It felt fine. And I kind of just got back up and kept going. What did you see from the defense throughout the week in practice that made you not really surprised that you're not playing the way they did I think what Coach Reed uh, said is the most important thing. I mean, they've been playing like that the last few weeks here. Uh, even in the Titans game, if you'd have watched the first half, they were playing at that same standard. I mean, the second half got away. They gave up some big plays. But this defense has been getting better and better the whole season long. And, and today was a big statement with how the offense played. They really stepped up and won the game for us. Patrick, what are you saying to your guys at the end of the game, letting them know that this is a game that you need to close out? Yeah, I mean, we, we kept that confidence all game long. I think that was the biggest thing as a as a team, offensive, defense, and special team, is we knew that we were gonna someone was gonna make a play to win the game, and uh, if we just believed in each other, then then we were gonna win the game. And so that's a great that's a great football team, and uh, we found a way to, to get a win and uh, and and find a way to win against a division opponent. Um, after last year, you did not get the chance to come here to play in Mexico. Now that you did, would you recommend Mexico and the field, not only the, the stadium, but the field itself? Yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. I mean, being being here and being at the stadium and, and seeing seeing these fans and everything like that, I mean, it, it, last year we wanted to be here and we didn't get the opportunity to, but we know they put a lot of preparation and time into that field to get us here and, and give us the chance to go out there and play a great football game. What was the difference between the first half and second half offensively? It seemed like you guys were really out of kilter the first three, four series. I think the biggest thing uh, as offense the first half is me being a little too over aggressive. Uh, there was times where uh, you saw in the second half, I kind of just took the check downs and hit the running backs out of the backfield when I had those early in the game. And so just kind of going back and reevaluating myself during the game, during halftime, and realizing that if they're going to get depth and they're going to. We're going to have to just kind of take what's there, and then whenever we get the opportunities like we had with Kelsey in the, the red zone there, you take advantage of those. Patrick, how did you feel the attitude of Mexico City, and do you still believe you can throw a 100-yard pass in the I definitely feel like I could throw it pretty far. I don't know about 100, but it was, I definitely felt like I could throw it pretty far. Um, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I didn't feel the altitude too much. I mean, I think for me the biggest thing was uh, – 
I scrambled more than I usually tired then anyways. And so uh, it's def we're definitely high up there. I saw guys that were, but they fought through it and found a way to get a win. That's Patrick Mahomes from Mexico, and Patrick Mahomes' press conference is presented by GoodSense. GoodSense was founded 30 years ago right here in Kansas City and could not be more proud of their hometown. They know to be truly good at something takes hard work, and it just makes good sense to have Patrick Mahomes as a part of their team. 9133-810-810 if you want to get in and chat with us tonight here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. Danny has been waiting on hold to do just that. Thanks for waiting, Danny. What's on your mind? Hola, Senor Briscoe y Senor Porter. ¿Cómo estás? <laughs> I think that 10 no. out of 10. Muy bien. Oh, Brad was more confident than Muy I bien. was. I was not willing to follow that. I was I was nervous. Excelente. Estoy muy feliz porque estoy aquí con ustedes. Brad, do you know enough Spanish to know if he's cursing or not? Yes, I do. Okay, great. So no, no. Okay, we're no, good so far. I would never do that. What, you know what he's I doing, though, what in... he's doing, though, is he's doing what my kids do because they both have taken Spanish for years and years. Yeah. Is they, if they don't want me to know what they're talking about, They'll say something in That's Spanish, true. and then they'll look at me to see if I got what they were saying, and I'll tell them, you can't say that word, that word, and that word, but all the other stuff, you're fine. <laughs> no, senior reporter is muy, muy bonito. You know, I'm down here in, in beautiful Mexico City at the highest, and it's been great. Although, I asked the bellhop to handle my bag, and he grabbed my wife. Okay. All right. We may want to. Yeah. I just. Yeah, I I'm just not, think that's kind of like. Not, a, I don't. You know. I don't know if it's bad or not. I just okay. think that was just kind of a dud. Yeah. All right. You wait. Thanks, he, Danny. He was on a hold for an hour for that. Yeah. Well, we he I, listen. He got in a little bit of Spanish. Had a little flair. Well. Thanks for the call. My my comfort level with that call was declining from <laughs> the beginning. I mean, it started off as. Uh, as a two and went to like negative a hundred real fast. Let's go to Mark. What's up, Mark? How are you feeling? Oh, great! I'm so excited to follow the erectile uh, <laughs> dysfunction uh, and the Spanish front guy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, listen, you, you've got to. I'll, I'll defend George to the death, but you do have a, a tough couple acts to follow. Yes, I'm gonna do my best. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, a win is a win, um, and we needed a win. Yes. Uh, but we're in week 11, and I and I still am trying to figure out the identity of this Chiefs team. Um, you would think by now we'd have a beat on, you know, what kind of offense we have, what kind of defense we have. You know, um, are we figuring some things out? Andy, Andy Reid does seem to have these swoons in the middle of the season, or at least his teams do, and um, – so, you know, we have to battle through it. It feels like it's a little bit later this year than than normal, but you know, I could just be misremembering. Uh, I can tell you what I don't think we are, which is we're not the kind of team that's going to um, smash mouth, run the ball. Um, you know, we're not going to put 200 yards on the ground. And yet when the game is in the balance, he, he defaults to that. We, we had we punted on our last four drives, and yes. it was probably – equal um, pass run, but even those passes were a lot of short passes. They were they were basically an extension of the run game, and I, I still don't understand why he can't figure out that when the game's on the line, you put the ball in the, the, your best player's hands. I'm not, I'm not saying we need to be you know th- throwing 20 yards down the field, doing mm-hmm. uh, deep passing, but, but I mean, you've got to know what you have at quarterback and put 
the game on his shoulders. He, he's not. He is not. Andrew Reid's not playing. He, he's not running the ball. Yeah. And I, I just wish he would figure out. You know what? What good teams do? They rely on their best players, and he's not doing it with Patrick Mahomes. So anyway, I'm having one, and I just I, this game didn't tell me any more than last week did about what we're going to do in the playoffs. I just, yeah. I just, I don't know. Mark, I appreciate it. I think those there are two points in there that jump out to me. One is that the difference between this game and the Titans game was the final result, and that's important but not necessarily informative of where we go from here. But something that I I feel like maybe we could have, that I could have said more clearly earlier on that I'm probably going to steal and repeat for the remainder of the week is to frame something he said in this way. It is completely nonsensical for the Chiefs to change their identity late in the game. Because he's right. I, if you're the Titans or whatever, and you think, hey, we're up at the end of the game and we're pretty sure we can manhandle this defense and we can grind the ball out and grind the clock out on the ground, if you can do that because that is your identity, which, by the way, I will say, will not win you very many games in the NFL in 2019. It will not win you a Super Bowl. But if that is the extent of your identity as a football team and that is how you end out a game, so be it. There is no logic for a football team like the Chiefs where they hand it off a few times a game because you're trying to find that matchup and you're trying to find those mismatches. But whenever that is so clearly not your aptitude to decide that late in the game is when you're going to lean on a running game, I think is terribly flawed logic. I think the identity question there, what's the identity? I think that's a good point. I, because, uh, tell me, this sounds crazy. I think I have a better idea of what the Chiefs' defensive identity is than the offense right now. That's I, I wild. Think, yes, I think you're right. And what I scribbled down when our, our caller here, um, apologize, forgot the name. Mark. Mark. Sorry, Mark. Um, We're all rattled. When, so last year's offense, when you watched it develop over the beginning of the season, every game was a race to 40 points. Yep. How fast can we get there? Yep. Can we get to 40 and keep going? If we stop at 30 seven that's a disappointment it was it felt like every game was a race to 40 yeah this season i'm not feeling that no this is the and first time we've this, seen the, the 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 number short of 26 with a healthy mahomes yes so that was tonight and so that's i i feel like the oh i'll throw out a nascar term when they go to the big tracks at talladega and daytona mm-hmm. you, they have to race with a restrictor plate yeah on the engine so they don't go too fast i feel like there's been a, a restrictor plate put in here yeah. On the offense, and I'm not sure why. It's one of the reasons you've heard me be so frustrated about teams forcing themselves to run the football because I feel like that's a little bit of a restrictor plate. Uh, but even even now, even whenever they're not running the ball quite as much, I'm not totally sure what's happening here. And that's the thing that we're going to have to try to find the solution for through these next, uh, I mean, at least through the bye week. You, you, that needs to be removed. You need to be playing with full firepower whenever you go to Foxborough in three weeks or, or two games from now. That can't happen again. And then the playoffs, that cannot be happening. And I don't know, maybe Andy Reid will figure out the answer in the bye week, but it does, I think you're right, I, the restrictor plate analogy is a good one. And, and I'm also, I'd be curious to to talk to scouts and see how much defenses have adjusted for the Chiefs mm-hmm. based on last season, because what did we see from the Rams last year? Same thing. The Chiefs and the Rams were Ford versus Ferrari right. last year. Who's going to get there first? 
Who's going to have the fastest? Who's going to score the most points? The Rams have slipped big time. Yes. They look like a bad football team they right really now. They really do. They, they look, Jared Goff looks awful. And so I don't know if I don't watch a lot of Rams football, to be honest with you. And, and You're not missing that much. No, I, I am really not. But so I'm, I'm betting there's a little bit of a factor in defensive adjustments, but still it doesn't feel like the Chiefs are running on eight cylinders or held 12 cylinders like they used to last year. Let's go back to the phones. I went 3 3 8 10 8 10. BJ is up next. What's up, BJ? Hey, how you doing? Not too bad. How are you? I'm doing all right, man. I'm the guy that uh <laughs> that fell asleep during the cold. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. <laughs> that was one of the funniest moments in the history of radio. Thank you for doing that. You were snoring on the air, man. Hey, man, hey, man I, I got pissed. God dang, man. We lost. <laughs> I had to call in to redeem myself, man. You're up. You're up. Thank, I'm glad that you found out. I'm glad that you knew that that happened because it was oh, a I got beautiful it moment. Hey, hey, I got it saved, man. I put it on my Facebook and everything. Fantastic. You, I'll tell you what. That if that was if that's uh, your debut, it was an excellent one. There are worse debuts <laughs> to have. My, that was that was my second time calling in. I've been listening for years, man. Oh, and perfect. I fell asleep on the phone. It was hilarious. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, I mean, you were snoring and everything. Yeah. That was just fantastic. It was great. Man, I, it was. We needed that, mad. too. That was a mad sleep. That was a mad sleep. But it was, it was a little bit better tonight, man. Well, th- yeah, thank oh. you for being awake, first of all. I know that's tough. <laughs> now, uh, now, man, I got a few points to make, though. Uh, like I said, I don't think people give Frank Clark enough credit. Mm-hmm. I think he I think he is overpaid. First, I think he – I don't know if we should pay that much for him, but he is good. Frank Clark does do a good job. Uh, first point. Second point is Travis Kelsey – had a great game today, man. I think we should have went to him, like you said, for them, like, 13 plays, 12, 13 plays at the end of the game. Yep. I think everybody thought he would have got a play in there. He did not get not one play, man. Um, third point, Tyreek Hill has been hurt a lot this year, and it's kind of concerning me. Um, I don't know exactly what's going on, hamstring, shoulder. Again, I don't know exactly what's going on with Tyreek, but um, I think that he might need to sit on a few games and get healthy. And then third of all, like I said, is going back to the second point. Is just I think we need to keep the ball in Mahomes' hands. I mean, we yeah. can't run the ball like we're not a running team. You mentioned that earlier. We when we can't line up and just get six, seven, eight yards to carry. That's not us. That's not our identity. I think we need to keep the ball in Mahomes' hands and see what he can do. He's the reigning MVP. No matter what happens this year, last year, up until a new MVP is decided, Mahomes is the MVP. So no matter who they're talking about, no matter what they're talking about, Mahomes is the MVP. Until a new MVP is decided, I think we need to keep the ball in his hands. I think Andy Reid is a little and Byron Pringle. I don't, I don't like the way he runs routes, man. I don't like, I don't like Byron Pringle's route running. I don't, I don't like it. So, I mean, he slipped the turf. Everybody can talk about the field and everything else. Mm-hmm. Byron Pringle, I don't like the way he runs routes. But I'm gonna listen off air, man. I had to call and redeem myself. Last time I called in, I was asleep. So. This is DJ, man. I appreciate y'all. And I listen all the time again. I'm listening off air, man. Thank y'all. BJ, I appreciate it. Whenever you're conscious, you got great takes. I mean, really, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Just got to stay awake. <laughs> Just got to stay awake for it. Um, let me see. So the Tyree Kill thing, the sternoclavicular joint thing, total freak injury. But the hamstring and then seeing if he gets nicked up consistently throughout the rest of the year. Something to keep an eye on. It's been a tough year for Tyreek Hill in terms of health. The identity and everything we've covered, totally with you there. What was before the Tyreek Hill? There were a lot there were several points that I actually I thought all of them were, were coming from a good place. Oh, Frank Clark. I don't I don't you're right. I mean, 
the idea of, of him not getting enough credit so far, I, I think, is reasonable. I also think the questions that have been asked about Frank Clark have been fair up through this point because he has been underperforming. He was also playing with a pinched nerve in his back or whatever. So, like, there, I, I do think there are reasonable ways you can you can describe the Frank Clark problem this far into the season. He was outstanding tonight. Travis Kelsey was outstanding tonight. The the fact that he didn't get more looks late in the game were it was it was extremely extremely frustrating to me. I guess you could say that he was demanding the coverage, but I would have loved to have seen the ball in his hands more often towards the end of the game because uh, I, I hate the way these last couple of games have ended. And for Frank Clark on the on the injury, the pinched nerve, he when when they decided to sit him out, he said that go that went back to training camp. Yep. So if that's effective all season, and look, if if when you get to a certain age, you get neck and back problems. That just that just happens, uh, and it's not easy to get through because if you keep playing, it's not going to get better. It's it's going to get actually worse, and so having that week off, getting the bye week coming up, hopefully that that solves everything. But that that's a big deal, and I'm taking him for his word on that. I heard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was a national guy a couple of weeks ago. Well, you know, he's just saying he got a pinched nerve because he's he's stunk on the field. Guy, it's not how that works. No, that's not how it works, especially in the National Football League. Because I tell you what, when you're going, I, I can guarantee you, he's been going to treatment for it since training camp. Sure, that's, yeah. as far back as it goes, and every guy in the locker room knows that he's been going to treatment. I guarantee it. And if all of a sudden he comes out. You know, if he if he was lying about it, they they would know. Yeah, and you'd get called out. I'm telling you, the NFL locker room is a hard place to play if you if you're sandbagging on your teammates. And as far as like, you know, looking at maybe sitting anybody down for a little bit, um, they have the bye week. They have the bye week to figure out where these guys are at. Maybe Okafor is coming back by then. Please. Listen, Eric Fisher was back tonight, but I'm sure after playing that game, his body would love another week to go out there, experience the stress of it, and then try to you know hop in an ice bath for two weeks or whatever. So these two weeks off will be really good for everybody. Um, let's go. Beards, Beards, just let me know that we have the audio from uh, last time BJ called in. I think we ha- did we have it as DJ on the phone last time. I think so. That was your fault. Just admit it. It'll be easier this way. I mean, listen, I'm reading what the screen says. Clearly, it was your fault, Beards. Just take blame so I don't have to. But this is, uh, in case you missed it the last time, if you, if you missed what we were just referencing with BJ a second ago, who just called in, this was the last time that BJ called in. Uh, it was a real high point, I would say, for the show altogether. Go to DJ. <laughs> What's up, DJ, on the Chiefs postgame show? DJ? Maybe he fell asleep. I felt like I might have heard a snore. Yeah, he did. Yes, he's asleep. Okay, everybody be real quiet. Hold he's on, Beards, turn him up. <laughs> you put him to sleep. Thanks for the call, DJ. Let's go to Greg. <laughs> Greg, are you awake? wake up with this phone yeah, still on. Thank God. <laughs> Greg, thanks for being conscious with us tonight. What's up? So that was uh, that was last time BJ called in. Again, apologies to BJ for calling him DJ, but and BJ apologizes right. for being asleep. I think we're all even here is what, what happened. How about the fact he put the phone call of him snoring on his Facebook page? That's a dude who owns his mistakes. That Stand-up guy. Fantastic. Stand-up guy. I'm pretty sure Tommy Moe is conscious right now. Tommy Moe, prove me right. I'm up. 
Thank goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness. Hey, I got a few things. The first thing, how sick, Josh, will we feel right now if the San Diego, or excuse me, the Chargers, the L.A. Chargers scored with about eight seconds left in the game? Oh, dude, I, I tweeted this as it happened. I said, if the Chargers score a touchdown and then go for two, I'm going to leave the station without e- even seeing the result, and I'm not coming into work tomorrow. Like, Do you know why I said less than 10 seconds? Uh, no. Because that could run off. Well, on a, there should have been a, a ten-second runoff when Mike Williams oh, yes. caught that you're, long pass. Yes, yes. you're right. They stopped the clock. You're right. Yeah, it, and it, Mike Perry. You know, we paid John Perry, ABC. I saw that immediately. I said, "Why isn't the clock running? Run the clock!" Yep. And you know, it took three re, three highlights of that play being shown for John Perry. Oh, maybe there should have been a run, uh, ten-second runoff. Well, what logistically should have happened was they stopped. They should have replay should have stopped it had a 10-second runoff, and the clock would have been wound immediately. And yes. I just can't believe the day we, we live in where everything gets reviewed by, you know, by if something's within two or three inches of each other, what happened there? And I, I would have been just sick if the NFL would said, well, we missed that. Sorry, Chiefs. We know yep. uh, they scored with eight seconds left, and those eight seconds should have never been there. It just, it's just poor. I can't believe – you know they pay the they pay the guy that sit there to watch all that, and I, I saw it immediately. Did you see it, Brad? Yes. In fact, I was going through my my notes right here, and that was um, that play started with 52 seconds off the clock on the clock, third and 15. Mike Williams 50 yards, and then I wrote running clock question mark question mark Why was the clock running? Is when the next play not st- running, or why was the clock? Not running. Stopped at 40, and 44 seconds. 44 seconds was the next play. It should have been like yeah. 34, 30 seconds. It, yeah, and how long do you think? All, you know, that was 50 yards down the line. How long does it take the all linemen to run down there, exactly. mm-hmm. set up, call it whether he's going to spike it or not? It would have been more than 10 seconds, Yes, guys. it would have. It just makes me mad. Something like like that just goes by in the NFL. They don't they they don't miss anything, but they miss that. That was that was horrible. And uh, you know, I'm the very first caller made a made a point. I don't need international games. I don't need. This is our sport. Okay. Does the does does Tottenham play Manchester United in the middle of their season over here in uh, Jerry Dome? Why don't they do there, that? There's actually a lawsuit right now, and I'll sorry to jump in on this. No, I, I Brad. I swear, I just sat here just scribbling my notepad. He's like, "Well, Brad's gonna know the answer to this," and I do not. There's so. a lawsuit in um, in Spanish court right now because the Spanish league wants to put a game in the United States every year, one game. And there's a couple of big – it's not Real Madrid and it's not Barcelona. It was a couple of other teams that wanted to come over here and play. And the league wants to play, and then a court came in and said, no, you can't, and so it's being litigated right now. But teams in Europe are talking about it. it it's going to happen. Well, and the difference, well, though, I- is also – like, I mean, the NFL is football – uh, in the American sense, and so if they can, if they can outsource, or if they can, if they can export, I guess the the sport, it's good for the National Football League in a way that, like, we have soccer here. It's not the European leagues, but it's not like we haven't been introduced to the sport yet. If the NFL really catches on in Mexico, as it's began to catch on in in uh, London and all the European games they play, that's good for money making. I mean, they're going to be doing okay. It the money making, very good. Okay. Where does that okay? You everybody says, "Oh, we make more money. We make more money." Does I don't make more money off up? of it. I'm just telling you what they say. Well, I know, but I'm asking. I want someone to tell me what money does the salary cap go up uh, because of these games internationally? Uh, did the did did the did the did Clark Hunt get 
you know, a million dollars. Where does that money go? Did it did he invest it back into the Chiefs? Did, are there any more amenities at the stadium now since we're playing these international games? You know, I, I don't need it. That's fine. It's our game. If everybody wants to come over to and fly over here and watch the games, that's fine. You know, and those people in Argentine, Kansas City, Kansas, there'll still be as big a Chiefs fans whether every game is at Arrowhead or if it's played down in Mexico City. I just don't understand. This is our game. Okay, can we just hold on to this game and have people come to us to watch the game? Why do we have to outsource it here and here? And all I heard you guys do is complain about the turf and the altitude. Okay? Yeah, no, those are real factors. we're going to hear about that for, for the next week. They're not going to hear about, oh, what a great stadium it was. That's fine. It's a fine stadium. They're, they are fine people down in Mexico. But can we, I just don't get why we have to take our sport and outsource it. All right? And you say, money, money, money. What money? We're, what, how much money is being made by Clark Hunt by us being played there tonight? And is that money being used to sign Frank Clark's big signing bonus? Yeah, I think I can answer. I think I can give you at least a general answer for that, which is that as the NFL makes more money, that does go back into the revenue sharing pro- program, which goes throughout the entire league. And then over time, I mean, as, this, as, as the, the revenue grows, the salary cap grows, and that money does end up filtering through to the players. It's not a great system, but it's the system. And then you see, like, year year by year by year, they add more games in London, and now we're at a point we're talking about them having a team in London. And then you're bringing that in that entire market, and you're selling all of the merchandise in Mexico City, and maybe you're selling all the merchandise in London. Like, listen, for all the places the NFL screws up on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis, marketing is something they've been doing pretty well. And growing the audience, also growing the TV contracts. If you can have... If you can have some big sports station in England carrying your games, that's more TV money you can bring in. You can do that in Mexico as well. So, I mean, listen, again, I'm not I'm not necessarily like I don't have a take on it, but I'm telling you that, that as the NFL tries to grow internationally, they're going to keep doing it. We can complain about it and it doesn't make us any money, but they're going to keep it, doing it. It's not like they keep doing it. They keep doing it, Josh. I've been hearing this for 20 years. Oh, it's going to go. It's going to come. It's going to come. Seren had Bob Glover on 10 years ago, 10 years ago, and said, oh, by in 10 years there's going to be a hub in New York and they're going to be playing games over in London. That was a decade ago. I don't, okay. I don't know that the and, end result needs to be having a team overseas. I'm telling you that they're playing multiple games internationally every year now. It's the same number every game every game for the last 10 years now. Well, yeah, but I mean, okay. it, it was one, and now it, it has increased. And I mean, I think the new Tottenham Stadium was built partially yep. with NFL football in mind. Again, I'm not—you're going to have to find somebody with a much higher paycheck than, than mine to explain it to you with the inside numbers, but that's my understanding of it. Well, I hope someone asks Clark, like— Hey, what what do NFL owners? I don't need to know if he's making you know. But it's honestly like again, the field needs to be right. But what's the difference between them playing in Mexico and then playing in a soccer stadium in LA though? Like, what's the real difference there? It's just the field was horrible again, and like like you came on. Can George Tomer can this someone go down twenty two hundred twenty pounds and cut on that turf four or five times? That's that's all you needed to do. And you know, lastly. Tyreek Hill, hamstring. Brad, that's usually a three-week rehab. Yeah, but I don't know the extent of it yet. We won't know until they get back here. Yeah, but... usually hamstrings. i got a little bit of experience in this. It's usually three weeks. Tyreek Hill has shown that he's a quick healer. We've seen him come back from a bad – it looked like a bad ankle last year and a horrible whatever shoulder injury 
quicker this year. So I just think we would be holding our breath during the Raiders game every time he went more than 10 yards down the field. Well, so, I, just, I know this, Tommy, and you know it too. Hamstrings are different for everybody. But a good rule of thumb is three weeks. From the ones right. I've been treating for the last 34 years, and that's usually three weeks is a is kind of the the time where you are right, three weeks fine. Let's let's go out and try it. Anything before that, we're going to be holding our breath, and I think we're going to be holding our breath. But like I said, Tyree Kill seems to heal quicker than most human beings, so we're going to be holding our breath for a couple of weeks. But hey, I enjoyed the game. I was just wish the they would have called. They would have let the clock run. I'm yeah. sorry. That's what it's. That's why all this this money that we're supposed to be making, all this hundreds of thousands of dollars we're supposed to be making from these international games. I guess they couldn't put, you know, fifty dollars into the video equipment to actually show that the game should have been rolling. The clock should not have been stopped. But hey, that's just me. Well, time out. Good to hear from you. We got to get to uh, another call. And sure, Beards, no Beards is uh, gonna come in here and, and punch me if we don't uh, take a break. Thanks, Tommy. I'll just I'll just finish up on that. It's it it's not Clark Hunt that's walking out with a briefcase full of money because the game was played in Mexico or well, London. Listen, it's not, money, he's always walking out with a briefcase full of well, money, in I my would mind, too. but if unrelated. I, yes. If I had the kind of money Clark Hunt has, I would walk around and like open it. Like Every time I walked into a store, I would say, look, I have all this money. The money goes into the league coffers, piles up, and it gets redistributed. You have the salary cap. You have distribution around the league, so everybody makes money off of it. I, I have no problem with these games being played. In London, Mexico, London, the the time change is a little weird. London, Mexico, they're going to be playing in Japan. They've played, you know, around the world. And I will say this, by the way, the jackets that the Chiefs were wearing this week. They're uh, good. Was it Okafor yeah. who bought the jackets for yeah. the players, the, uh, the NFL and Mexico jackets? Um, I heard him talking about it on the Border Patrol this morning with Steven and Nate and Jake, and I looked it up on the Starter website. Are they cheap? I, are they super, are they super, super take, cheap? Take a stab. I feel like they might have been like a custom job. Beards, you're really good at these guessing no, games. No, you get it. How much do you think this jacket was, Beards? I'll let you go first. Mm-hmm. Jacket, mm-hmm. jacket, custom jacket. It's not. NFL it's not, bro- not really custom, but NFL license. NFL branding. Chiefs, Chiefs Mexico branding, specific. Right. It's a special thing. Maybe like mm, fifty bucks. Maybe. I'm going to say forty-five. Forty-five. I'm gonna, too much. I'm going to say one seventy-five. Almost nailed it. I feel pretty good about my fashion online. One hundred and sixty-nine dollars. Nice. Had I. If I were, if I, in the words of Ferris Bueller, if you have the means, I highly recommend picking one up. Yeah. I do not. No. But I love it. That. I love it. Starter, if you want an endorsement deal <laughs> and you want to send a couple of jackets our way. Brad, we haven't, got, we haven't gotten whiskey from <laughs> during the show for two years yet. From, so. from Tullamore, dude. I wasn't going to even say their name that time because I don't want to, I'm not, listen, I'm not throwing shade. I'm just, I don't have any original smooth sipping triple blended Irish whiskey. <laughs> Uh, let's go back to the phones here. Let's go to Butch. What's up, Butch? How are you? Gentlemen, how about those Chiefs? Man, it feels good to be on the phone lines for after a W for a change. Sure does. My goodness. Man, but I was kind of in and out of the game. I didn't really get to see it beginning to end. Picked up my mother from the airport. We're staying at the Hotel Motif here in downtown Seattle, Washington. But, man, from what I saw of the game, I'm telling you, I was nervous, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I always kind of knew in the back of my mind, look, this offense that we were going up against Chargers, they're good. That's, that's just what it is. You know, and Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, they had all the things that were going to give us a little bit of trouble, and they definitely did towards the beginning of that game. Uh, but as Owen Key, as you go back and watch other Chargers games, I'm not sure how many of their other games you watch, two things keep coming up with them. Their red zone offense is horrendous. 
man, they just can't seem to get into the end zone. They came to fruition here against our defense. Shout out to Steve Spagnuolo for making sure that that was the case. And once they got into the red zone, that they weren't going to allow these guys to be shifty going lateral and end up paying off. And then the second thing is that Philip Rivers, is, his arm, it, like Seth was right. Did you hear what Seth Kaiser said? He said Philip Rivers' arm is shot. Yeah. Guys, it's done. This could be the last, the next game we play against the Chargers. I don't know when that is. That could be the end. Last game of the Phillip season. Rivers playing against, yeah, I mean, okay, there you go. If he's even playing that game, right, that could be the last we see of 17 suiting up. I actually kind of really like Philip Rivers. He's always been a competitor. I think he's done. The Chiefs were kind of on the verge of trying to throw this one away. But you know what? It was a division win. It was a hard-fought win. We had to adjust without Tyreek Hill. I hope he's okay. He probably just wasn't hydrated when he got on the plane. We go into the bye week. We come after this. Guys, no more fumbles. We focus. And we rip through the rest of the league on our way to the playoffs. Go Chiefs. Butch, always good to hear from you. Uh, let's uh, – I, listen, I Philip Rivers looked shot as hell. And he still has a couple of those, like, ropes that go for four yards. And then, you know, Austin Eckler runs it for 12. He knows what he's looking at uh, when he's seeing a defense. But he's not running Peyton Manning's Broncos team with a really strong defense on the other side. Like, it's just they're a fine football team. No, they're an Phil- average football team with a below-average quarterback right now. Phillip Rivers was throwing at guys' feet yeah. a lot. And yeah. anything that got – aside from the 50-yard bomb, everything else that got up in the air was a, was just a lame duck. Did he have two plays where he tried to throw the ball and then it ended up just going right in front of him where it slipped out of his hands? I think, uh, I think there were two. He had a couple also farther downfield. It was like, oh, yeah, that would have been complete if he would have just thrown it farther. It was like, oh, yeah, his arm just wouldn't get it there. Whereas Patrick Mahomes overthrew guys a couple of times. And, and somehow right. Rivers also had an overthrow, but it's just because his his settings are either, you know, 100 or 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the only numbers he's got at this point. And he had come out last week and said he'll have to think about it at the end of the season if he wants to keep playing. Yeah. And Commuting's hard. It is, especially to London. It's a long flight. Every uh, eight weeks, or eight eight weeks out of the year, uh, we will take a break here in just a second. But first, I'm gonna. This is a faux scoreboard update because there are no other football games today. We're sort of talking about getting the win in the division. I want to give you that update right now, courtesy of Boulevard Brewing Company. Here's where the AFC West stands right now after this game. The Broncos are three and seven, and they've been way closer to more wins. They've been very close to, to having way more wins than that. But they are three and seven. The Chargers are 4-7. and seven. Both of these teams have had very close games that could have gone in their favor, ultimately didn't, partially because of who they are. But the Raiders right now sit at 6-4, and four, the Chiefs at 7-4, and four, but the Raiders next week get the Jets. They, they didn't look great against the Bengals this week. I'm not going to tell you that there's no chance the Raiders uh, lose that game to the Jets, who just beat Washington, but again, like... It's not a good football team, and I think the Raiders are a good team. They're an av- a league average team, and some league average teams are going to make the playoffs, and league average teams beat teams like the Jets. So we're going to see what the Raiders do next week against the Jets. That's going to be really, really interesting to see how the AFC West pans out in that regard. And then I'm betting that we're going to have a 7-4 and Chiefs team versus a 7-4 and Raiders team the week after next with the Chiefs coming off of a bye. That game got flexed to the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm guessing we're going to get Romo and Nance, which would be fine by me, uh, shifting into probably the national afternoon game on CBS there. I have to imagine that was the strategy for CBS in, the, in this uh, time slot. The AFC West is tight. I think the Chiefs are going to win it. I have a lot of questions about what is going on with the offense right now. 
I have identity questions with the offense, like I said earlier, more than I have with the defense. But that's what the AFC West sets up right now. We can look on the rest of the AFC and also recap the uh, scores from yesterday in a little while. But that is our NFL scoreboard update. And right now we're going to call it our NFL standings update, brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company. Boulevard Brewing Company, Kansas City's beer. This is the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show here on Sports Radio 810. That is Brad Porter. I am Joshua Briscoe. We're going to hear from Darren Smith live from Mexico whenever we come back here on Sports Radio 810. The Chiefs postgame show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. So the Chiefs trying to defend this seven-point lead. Eckler stays in at the right halfback. 24 seconds left in the game. Chiefs by seven. The line of scrimmage for Rivers is at the 14-yard line. Rivers takes the snap at his belt. Frank Clark coming for him. A fade route right side is intercepted! 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 Dirty Dan Sorensen picks it off! One of the biggest interceptions for Dirty Dan's career! And the Chiefs shut the gate on Phillip Rivers! Four interceptions by Rivers! And the Chiefs get a gigantic pick by Dirty Dan Sorensen on the wheel route to the outside to Austin Eckler. Now hear me out. That wasn't ugly for the Kansas City Chiefs, but it was ugly for the Los Angeles slash London slash Mexico City Chargers. And also, it was a play by Dirty Dan, in case you missed it. Dirty Dan Sorensen. Dirty Dan plays ugly. Dirty Dan gets in there. He's in the dirt. He's up there grabbing picks, but even then, it's dirty. It's ugly, and it ended the game for the Chiefs. So that is our ugly play of the game, brought to you by We Buy Ugly Houses. If you're in an ugly situation, like the Chiefs were today, maybe it's an ugly house that you're in. But certainly, if it's an ugly situation, like the Chiefs' defense were in, backed up against the end zone. And you can't call Dan Sorensen. Do this instead. Call the ugly house guys today at 1-800-44-BUYER or go to webuyuglyhouses.com. That's 1-800-44-BUYER or go to webuyuglyhouses.com. Fix that ugly situation and turn it into cash with We Buy Ugly Houses or Dan Sorensen. Also, the field was ugly. Field was also ugly. Uh, Sam Mellinger of the Stars said that it looked like it actually, the guys were saying it didn't play that badly. Um, although it sounded like the altitude was ugly. Lots of guys were saying they felt every bit of however many thousands of feet they were in the air. So if it's Dirty Dan, then after this game, would you describe Frank Clark as filthy Frank? I would not. I would yeah. I would not because I have to draw the line somewhere, Brad. Okay. I right. have to. Listen, yeah. even I have to draw the line somewhere. It was an excellent game from Frank Clark, though. I'm trying to remember the if he's always been called that. I remember Andy Reid throwing it out a, a couple of years ago. Ah, yes, uh, it's Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan getting after it. I don't know where the or is. is it's it a, a good question. Is it a, was he has he always been called that going back to BYU? I, well, I was just thinking, can you be Dirty Dan at Brigham Young University? I don't know. I feel like being Dirty Dan at BYU gets you immediately expelled. Yep, or at least out of student housing. For sure. Yeah, I don't know about being BYU's Dirty Dan. 
That's a mystery. What's not a mystery, though, is that that's Brad Porter. I am Joshua Briscoe. Beards McFly is hitting all the buttons. We'll be joined by Darren Smith from Mexico momentarily here on the Missouri Lottery Chiefs postgame show. Play the new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers game and play it forward with the new Missouri with the Missouri Lottery. Play responsibly. Missouri Lottery is not new. The new $5 Kansas City Chiefs Scratchers game. That's the new that's part. That's the new part. With the Missouri Lottery. Um, it looks like we're probably having a hard time getting hold of Darren because he's in Mexico and Beards is currently trying to figure it out. Yeah, I don't think our landline phones are going to reach. Are going to dial to Mexico? Nope, that's a fair not point. Dialing. Listen, it, if, I tried. If you want to tell Darren that either you, you guys can try to figure out something with all the different equipment there, or if he wants to have a Corona or something, I don't know if that's like a fake. Is that a real Mexican beer? I don't know. Tell him to drink whatever whatever happens here, Beards. Tell Darren that he can either try to figure out how to get a hold of us or he can ha- drink a second one of whatever he drinks. He can have a second margarita for me. Do you want to have one for you, Brad? Sure. Ha- tell Darren to go three deep. How do you Beards, drink- you want one? I'll take one. Tell Darren to go drink four margaritas. How do you, how do you like your margarita? I love a frozen margarita. I, I am figured you would. basic I as hell. Would. Yeah. What the hell is that supposed to mean, I Brad? Knew. I just knew. I love a frozen margarita. I'll oh. take it to a second. I like a margarita on the rocks with salt. I, I'm good with salt. Okay. Sugar on the rim is fine. I'm not no, mad at it. No. But I, I, I would say my my perfect margarita order, I don't know if this is super stereotypical or not. My favorite, my, my margarita order, I think, is just house margarita, frozen, if that's an option, salt on the rim. That'll do it for me. That's that's yeah, a, just, that's a party right there. I don't right the frozen one. I just, I just, I can't. I do get brain freezes, but yep. man, I love it. Like, uh, was, I don't know, man. There They're was a so time good. I did uh, Rudy's over in Westport and knocked back about a half a pitcher of margaritas, but uh, can't do that anymore. Because you're a quitter? No, because I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't, it can't, can't do it. That's, you know, that's probably fair. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't tested my theory in a minute, but we can ask now. Darren Smith, live from Mexico, host of The Ship. 11 to noon every weekday on ESPN Kansas City, and then Monday and Thursday nights here on Sports Radio 810 whenever we're not doing a Chiefs postgame show and he's not in Mexico. Darren, obviously the question out of this game that Brad and I were discussing right before you got on the line is uh, what kind of margarita do you like? Uh, well, you know, uh, I hate to disappoint everyone, but actually I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do none of that fun stuff. I didn't so, know that. You know. Uh, Wait, yeah, don't you know. feel like a jerk, Josh? I'm not being a bully about it. It was a topic of conversation. We were stalling, trying to figure out how we get you on the phone from Mexico. We weren't we weren't prepared for this kind of technological challenge. Well, that's all good. First of all, man, look, I'm always glad to be on with you all. I know you all are holding down, doing a good job back home. So uh, appreciate having the opportunity to uh, talk with you all this evening. So I think I might know the answer to this, but what is your vice of choice then? Because we're ruling out all that stuff. Is it? It honestly, is it Gates Barbecue? Yes, man. You know what? I don't know. I don't know. Look, I, I have to. We're gonna leave it at Gates because you're not gonna get me in trouble because people are listening right now. So we're gonna say Gates Barbecue. That's what I thought. Listen, my, I'm. I'm listen, in me. my younger days, it would have been something else. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Gates Barbecue, and I'm here. I'm listen. I'm just trying to throw you the alley oops that you can dunk and we can move on. I just that was the that right there that wrapped up the the topic, and so now we're all clear and. You know, you can text me a real answer later. So, Darren, Gates barbecue <laughs> sauce is really good, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Beards. It's very, very good. Thank you, Beards, for the for the. Uh, I use it with steak. Life, really? Yeah. You barbecue on steak, oh, guy. Yeah, I love you. Yeah. I'll dip it. In, I'll dip steak and barbecue sauce. Yeah. I guess that's okay. Yeah. It's not if it's intended purpose. 
But I don't use it for tender purpose it's either. Tasty. I just slather all over myself and lay in the bathtub for a couple of hours and exfoliate with it. We've had some interesting topics tonight. What are we talking about? Darren, you're in Mexico. The Chiefs just played this game. This game was ugly. This game was uglier than this segment has been. But the Chiefs do get a much-needed victory. What was your takeaway? That that the team will find a way to, to, to give a game away when it doesn't have to. Uh, the game the game should have been filling up, I believe, in the third quarter mm. when Tyron Matthews missed that, missed that interception. And yep. when he missed that interception, that allowed uh, uh, Philip Rivers to continue with that drive. And they go down and they make it a one-possession game. Now, the defense held on. But, again, they never should have been in that situation to begin with because if he, if he makes that interception, the game is, is, is done differently. And uh, the Chiefs probably add more points on the board. So, uh, my takeaway overall is that, yes, a win is a win is a win. Uh, you stay ahead of the Raiders. But at the end of the day, Andy Andy, and this offense and defense, they got a lot of work to do, especially if they, if they expect to uh, go to Miami and play in the Super Bowl. And they do have the bye week coming up, so if there's ever a time to retool anything, this would be the time to do it. If I give you both sides of the ball and say, all right, you get to tinker with one thing for this team – what would it be? What are you most concerned about and most hopeful that they will improve on over the bye? Uh, one, the run game. Patrick Mahomes should never be your leading rusher in a ball game. Uh, that's that's first and foremost. And also, somebody these wide receivers not being able to stay healthy is is a major concern. Hmm. I don't I don't really know if Sammy. I don't even know Sammy Watkins even played tonight the way the way I think they called it off. Uh, the fact that you know Tyreek Hill got you know strained and strained his hamstring uh, in, in the first quarter when Patrick overthrew him, it's like, come on, man. And, you know, I, I just you know for me, I think that Andy is helping me so so does altitude lightly, and that's because at the end of the day, it did it did become a factor in the game for them. Uh, what about Frank Clark today? We, we've obviously we learned last week that that he's been playing with a pinched nerve, and that's why he missed some games tonight. And this, listen, man, this is a bad offensive line. It's a beaten down offensive line, but he showed up consistently throughout the game. Does this do anything to change your opinion of him going forward? No, no. Well, I mean, no, because I mean, I, I've always liked Frank personally, and look, I thought he, I thought he's had, I thought he played a better game against Denver than uh, than uh, uh, the one he played tonight. Hmm. Now that's not that being the case. Look, you know, any game that he can perform like that is going to be good for him because people are always going to go back to his contract and yep. the amount of money that the team is paying him. So look, uh, look, and, and and to his credit, to his credit, you know, we do talk before the game on the field, and he tells me that he's going to have a big game. I said, look, you got to give at least one sack, at least one. If, if you're not going to get both of them, because you can't, you can't have this type of contract, and you and, and you not, you know, I don't want to say put out, being you know, being afraid, but you got to put out and, and and get some good stats uh, in these games. And like you said after the game, post game, that he wants he and the other players to be selfish when it comes to making big plays. Now, it's easy to say that when the team wins, but it should have been that same way in last week's loss as well. So that's how I feel. Uh, the field looked really ugly on TV. I did see a couple of tweets that made it sound like maybe the players didn't have as much of a problem with it as it looked like they might have been having. What did you see there from the press box, from from talking to the guys afterwards? Was the field a real concern? Well, Steve and I were down on the field earlier. So, I mean, to, to me, the field was fine. 
uh, and, you know, Frank Lockett and we will tell you, it's football. You know, look, the field the field's not going to be perfect when you get into December and January when you get, you know, on a play in the right. playoffs and you travel on the road to Baltimore and New England. The field's not going to be perfect. So, I mean, so this is this is just getting you getting you ready for it. So, you know, you're not going to get the first one. This is glass. This is not like turf. So, mm-hmm. or field turf. So, um, you know, the way the way that they played it, it might have looked ugly on television, but you know, you're also looking at a team that always misses a lot of tackles. So it's so you know, that's a good excuse to use about the footing and slippage and stuff like that. But both teams had a play on it and, and at the end of the day, Phillip Rivers threw for almost four hundred yards. So yeah. I, I mean, you know, they're not you know, I can't I can't use the field as an excuse because, you know, at the end of the day they won and trust me, they're not gonna complain about it after after victory. And so on on Philip Rivers, I I'm glad you mentioned him because I I was going that you say the good thing. I was going to ask if he looked even more horrifying in person. But what did yeah. you see from him? Because listen, man, like there were there, the offense was moving the ball, and then sometimes it was moving the ball right back to the Chiefs. So uh, what did you see from him getting to have uh, eyes on in the flesh there? Well, you know when I when I was on the show and had my show today. I figured that Phillip Rivers would would give the defensive backs an opportunity mm-hmm. to have to have an assessment, to have a big game because looking at what he did against the Raiders, he had five interceptions, but two of them got called back. I knew, yep. and I just had a big feeling that he didn't want to get outplayed by Patrick Mahomes. And and if, if, if you remember in the first quarter, the team the Chiefs could not stop. Uh, 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 the Chargers running game at all. But then all of a sudden, Philip Rivers decides he wants to start throwing the ball. And look, he did well throwing the ball, but, you know, but he, what he does is he, he's always trying to, he's always trying to be a gunslinger and make things happen instead of, instead of making the right plays. And that's where he gets success in trouble a lot. And so four interceptions is the most he's had since November of 2016. Doesn't surprise me at all. All right, Darren, I know that you're obviously in Mexico right now. Darren Smith with us right now. What is the schedule for the ship this week? I know you got to get back here at some point. Uh, well, look, I'm, I'm, I'm due to fly hard at 11.50. If Delta offers to bump me and pay me for three bumps, yes. I will come back sometime next week. But That is that is one of the greatest That's one of the greatest setups. Yeah, if you want to pay me to stay here a little bit, I'll take some cash. You put me in a hotel. I'll get back whenever you tell me to go back. I'll take that money. Exactly, but uh, but I'm scheduled to be back tomorrow night. I'm scheduled to be back in the studio on Wednesday. But I'm telling you, man, uh, look, this is kind of like having a bucket list knocked off coming down to the stadium and visiting it. But man, if I don't come down here and they'd have to walk the stadium ever again, it will be it will be too soon. No elevator, <laughs> man. You talk about the amount of walking. I I guarantee you, I sweat it about six pounds of sweat tonight. You know, in the, in, in this in the suit because man, there was no elevator and. Steve and I end up trying to get down to the press box or trying try to get down to the uh, press room so the Chiefs walk the entire stadium all the way around, steps and all, going up and down trying to get that. Man, it was horrible, dude. The <laughs> stadium was beautiful. stadium was beautiful, but, I'm t- man, and then they had us. They had us way up top, too. We had to walk. Oh, God. Look, I don't want to make it seem like I'm part of the 1%. That's my, that's my board off Sterling Holmes. But... <laughs> I deserve better, you know. What I'm saying to spend, to spend the kind of money I, I did to come down here, I at least deserve uh, an elevator or an escalator, and we didn't get either. You're, listen, you're no Sterling, and that's to be sure. But I think that sounds <laughs> that sounds fair. If you if you want to hear more about Darren getting his steps in uh, at the Stadio Azteca, you can do that by checking out the ship. It's weekdays, uh, eleven to noon on ESPN Kansas City. 
Monday and Thursday nights here following the hey, you uh, Monday. Better start, you better come back on my show, too, man. You've been a stranger far too long. Sorry, you're in a different country right now, Darren. I'm sorry I couldn't make it in for today's show. <laughs> I'll get back in there. I'll get back in there one of those days over on ESPN Kansas. And you can also follow Darren on Twitter at Darren Smith WHB. Thank you, Darren. Go, uh, go, go, go! Throw those those feet in some uh, in a little ice bath. Go ahead and I don't know, drink. Uh, I guess just water. I don't know. Is the water good there? I honestly haven't really. But I don't know. What, I don't know what you drink other than. I have not touched ice or anything. Anything resembling uh, uh, foster water. Okay. Just straight, just straight water bottles. Period. All right. Well, you you drink whatever it is that's the, the water bottles you brought. You uh you you enjoy the steps that you got in tonight. Enjoy the rest of your time in Mexico, and we'll see you when you get back. Hey, thank you. you and Brad did a great job, but I appreciate you all. all. Right. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks, Darren. Y'all. Thanks, Darren. Appreciate it again. Good Darren time. Smith of the ship. You follow him on Twitter at Darren Smith WHB. I I have realized if at any point I've come through just screamingly ignorant. I have very little point of reference for anything. Mexico is one place for the most part, and this is my own ignorance, and I'm I'm deeply apologetic. If I've said anything horribly ignorant at any point, I'm going to get out ahead of it. I don't know. Is Mexico, Mexico City is like an actual city. I imagine the water in Mexico it's, City is fine. It's 20 million people. Yeah, I imagine it's probably good. I don't know why I did that to Mexico City's water supply. No, for America, there's different ways they put fluoride in water in different countries. Yeah, but that's fine. So you don't, if you yeah, are used know. to the American water, you do not want to drink tap water in Mexico City. Oh, you don't actually? No, you do not. Okay, well then I was right about something yes. and not being accidentally xenophobic. Go no. me! Honestly, I was still just rattled from Darren, from being like, hey Darren, how do you like your margaritas? And he was like, I don't. Like, ah. Oh. Well, that's that's sort of me dropping a pick. That's sort of, that's a play that I should have made. You know, ball hit me in the hands and I just dropped it. Honey badger don't care. I would pay real American dollars or or pesos to have Mitch Holthus do that entire monologue from the original video that was born from. It is not safe for FCC, so Beards, you cannot play it on the radio tonight. Well, I was going to ask, how do you think uh, Matthew likes his uh, margaritas? He don't care. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't care. Honey badger don't give a bleep. Do you want to hear from Tyron Matthew while we're all here huddled around the fire together? Let's do that. It's hey, listen. It's the Missouri Lottery Chiefs post game show here on Sports Radio 18 WHB Kansas City. I'm Josh Briscoe with Brad Porter and Beards McFly hitting all the buttons. Let's go. Let's hear from Tyron Matthew right now. Why do you want to take a break, Beards? I thought because I just, we got stuff that needs to play. I thought we went over that already. There's, oh, there's still three minutes of stuff left. Well, it's three minutes right now. Let's there, go. Let's go to break. T- literally times, right now. There are times, Josh. I don't think you're paying attention to anything Beards says. Because I knew exactly what he was saying. It's the it's the only way. It's the only way that I can get through life is just I can't listen to everything that Beard says. We'll hear from Tyron Matthew and close down shop whenever we come back from the Missouri Lottery Chiefs post game show. The Chiefs post game show is brought to you by Missouri Lottery. Every ticket you play gives back to schools across Missouri. So play it forward with the Missouri Lottery. Remember, Damian Williams left earlier with an injury. Darrell Williams will run it right side. Trying to find a hole. He's inside the five. Runs over a charger. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs go to the two-back. They go right up the gut, and they punch the Chargers in the gut, electrocuting them with the second Chiefs rushing touchdown of the game, both from the same distance of six yards. Brutal, Mitch. Chiefs electrocute the Chargers. Nice run there from Darrell Williams after Damian Williams went out with a rib injury. 
just violent. That was a violent run also, which is nice to have. Yes. I like I like whenever the Chiefs are able to actually have the ball on the ground and punch it in in the red zone or on third or fourth and short. All the times you hear me rail against running the ball on first and long or second and long or have only plays designed for running backs whenever the game is most on the line. I will rail against those things. However, running the ball in that situation, I'm cool with. And Daryl Williams, when when he's in that goal line situation... <laughs> I would not want to have to take that hit. He's been money. Yeah, he's been very good. And so it's also another example, I think, on some level of, hey, don't worry so much about who's running the ball. The the Chiefs will get will get performance out of one of those guys. He's he's so money he doesn't even know it. Is that a reference to something? Yes. Swingers. Move. I guess the best thing I can say is that I know when I'm missing something. You know, and then I can I just think admit you would it. like swingers. Beard, you want to mark that one for me? Brad thinks I'd like swingers. Thanks, Brad. Been propositioned before. There's a whole long story that I got to tell in almost entirely sports one time. All white rocks and I don't know. Is that another reference? It involved. Well, it's no. This is something I found out like a couple of years ago. Somebody we were joking about something. White rocks. Somebody said something about. Oh, is that? Did you go to the house with the white rocks? And I was like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "That's kind of a signal." That really? That's a home base for boy. uh, Imagine accidentally. (laughs) Home base. Imagine accidentally having white rocks in front of your house, and then just having to kind of de-escalate that situation. That'd be now. I'm imagining like um, some science fiction TV show or movie or whatever. It's the home base, and they have to like call in for. um... Oh gosh, I can't say that now. <laughs> no! Wow! Beard just caught himself. I don't know if I've ever seen Beard have to this censor is, himself mid story. This, this is what happens when you're on the radio at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah. It's fine, Beard. Just say it. No one's listening. No, I'm not going to play that game. The Swingers game? Yes. That's good to know, I guess. I didn't know that was a thing until a couple years ago. I, I felt, I was like, what is it? Seriously? That's, that's a thing? Yeah. I mean, I've got joke ideas, but I'm scared oh, no, of yeah, all you of can't them. Go, yeah, Beard's just scared of his story. I have a pretty funny story that it probably sounds worse the more ambiguous that I leave it. Yeah, you just save it. Save it for almost entirely I've sports. I told it on almost entirely sports. Here's the here's the ten second version. It was Cinco de Mayo, weirdly, I think. And my girlfriend and I were walking around at the plaza. We were just walking back to our car from some event, completely unrelated. And some guy came up while we were like waiting at the street sign. And he was just, he was just like, he had to be drunk, like a little bit, but he wasn't like hammered, hammered. And he was talking to my girlfriend about something. And then I like, I legit thought that like maybe they knew each other from like high school or something because that was the level of familiarity with which this man began this conversation. And then I like turn around and, and he's like, are you guys together? And we're like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, um, uh, are you guys like swingers? And I didn't say anything because I wanted to enjoy the moment of watching Renee answer that question. The answer is no. I can tell you all that. But, there, I mean, there's no chance in hell that Renee was ready for that, for that question. Because, I mean, no one, you can't possibly be ready for that question. Or have a plan for how to answer it. And she goes, uh, no, we're not. He's like, oh, okay, well, like, I'm not, like, weird or anything. Like, I have my own car. And, like, I'm in nursing school and everything. I have, like, my own place. I'm like, yeah, dude, no, we already declined your offer. Hey. 
<laughs> we're we're good. I don't care how not weird you are. This situation can so, literally not get weirder. So he put that shovel in the ground and he kept digging. He sure did. He was like, hey, listen, man, here's my resume. Here's how cool and normal and accomplished I am. I have a car and an apartment and I'm in I'm in nursing school. I'm a thoracic surgeon. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, in retrospect, yeah, that that basically was an offer for me to have a, a kidney loss in a bathtub, I imagine, right? Anyway, I feel like wow. explaining the story at least. Like, it only, that's. I needed to tell the story at that point. Okay. I don't want to leave anybody right. hanging. You want to leave that matzo ball hanging out there? Do you have any, well, it's a way of putting it. Do you have any white rock-related stories? No, I don't. Okay. Like I said, it was a couple of years ago, and somebody made that reference, and I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, and then I felt like an idiot. <laughs> and like, then you went back to your house, and you began like, looking around your landscaping. to be nah, like, Is there, just, Am I sending any signals here that no. I don't know that I'm sending? Unless there's a mulch thing. first. <laughs> 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 Unless there's some group that's somehow the secret signal is mulch. <laughs> if you have mulch in your yard, it just means you have great taste. That's all. Go. That's all that it means. It means that you take landscaping seriously. That's what mulch means. Well, you know what? We should hear from Tyron Matthew because this segment's sponsored. Here's Tyron Matthew after the game. Remember, Damian Williams left earlier. Nope, that's wrong, Beards. That was the highlight again. Beards got, Beards got distracted by the story he couldn't tell. I'll tell you what, this show is great until 1 a.m. I feel like if we can say that most, like, that's that's fair, right? Say, so, hey, we did a really good radio show until 1 o'clock. And then Brad brought in White Rocks, and there were swingers, and, I, and the movie, and movie right you, and then Beards forgot to turn Brad's microphone back on whenever he said that just now. You may speak now, Brad. I was just making a reference to the movie, and then it all went downhill from there. And sure the movie did. Swingers is not about... Swinger, it's more of a party thing. Like, we're out here, it's, we're swinging, baby. I think it's more about your mindset. Will you mark yeah. Brad saying we're swinging, baby, please? <laughs> Wait, yeah. The reel you're going to have at the end of this season yeah. is going to go to the <laughs> It's going to the Marconi Hall yes. of Fame. We could win an award, I think, simply for this 1 a.m. hour. No one's listening, right? No one could possibly oh, no. be listening. There's 15 people watching on Facebook. What's up, Facebook viewers? You guys are the real ones. The real what? Just the real ones. Okay. Here's Tyron Matthew after his one, nearly two interception game. Tyron, Tyron. Can we first talk about having a Mexican soccer team shirt on? Like, the choice of having here in Mexico and have that shirt of that Mexican soccer team? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, proud, proud to put this shirt on. Uh, you know, I received it uh, after the game uh, from someone. And uh, so I uh, felt like this was a great trip for us uh, you know, as a team. Uh, to come out here, uh, experience a new culture, uh, experience new fans. Um, and and I, I tell you, it was very hospitable. Uh, the, the food was great at the hotel, um, so everybody was fine. And so we really enjoyed it here. Tyron, we talked earlier this week, and you said that the team, is, the defense is actually real close to closing out games and being able to make turnovers. Is this one of those things that you're talking about? Well, yeah. Um, you know, we felt like we did, a, uh, we did a lot of good things, you know, throughout the football game. I felt like the, the biggest emphasis was really how we start the game and then how we close out the football game. So I uh, felt like our guys stepped up and, and made that play that I was talking about all week. Uh, so so real happy for, for, for Rashad and Dan. But collectively as a defense, thought we played together, communicated consistently throughout the game. Uh, and then Coach Baggs caused some great calls today. Matthew, what would you say? Matthew, Tyler, what, what, what do you think the impact was of that first interception 
And also, what, what can you describe what happened on the one that you, you couldn't hold on to? Yeah, um, well, I think the first play is just, um, you, know, you know, we run that coverage a lot, and um, so uh, it, it really puts me in a position to, to read the quarterback, and I really use my instincts to make a play. Um, and I was very fortunate that, that Rivers didn't see me and threw it to me. Um, so uh, happy I caught that one. Second one, kind of mad about that one. Uh, that was kind of a freebie, um, but uh, I thought our defense bounced back, uh, had my back. Um, so uh, we, we was able to recover from that. Matthew, what are those uh, things you have to improve in order to win that division and the Raiders next week? the bye week. Um, yeah. You know, tomorrow Mexico National Team Soccer is playing. You going to the, to the match in Toluca? <laughs> nah, we're going to hit back out. So, what um, is your favorite, your favorite uh, player from Mexico Soccer Team? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but I'll, I'll just say that I like everyone. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> what are the those things, uh, key, key things to improve in order to win the division? Yeah, I think, um, I think this time, this time of the year, November, December, um, defenses have to play really well. You know, we had two, three months to prepare for offenses, so a lot of defenses have a good grips of, you know, what the offense is going to do. So I think this time of the year, it really comes down to, you know, playing sound defense, playing technique, and then, you know, making those effort plays, making those tough plays. Tyron. Uh, how did you see the field conditions today? Uh, I mean, I felt like it was fine. Uh, I, I, I didn't have any complaints about it, uh, so uh, I was I was I was more so happy to, to play in front of the fans. Uh, it looked like it was a packed house, um, and they stayed all the way through the game, so uh, that was really encouraging. Did you feel like it was like a condition of the field? Good to play the football game today? Oh yeah, of course. Um, I felt like we didn't, um, you know, it wasn't that much of a factor. Um, maybe it was a little bit slick, but um, I mean, you know, we playing snow, we playing rain, but we, we playing different conditions, so. I don't think that's necessarily an issue for us. Tyron, you know, the defense had four interceptions, but are you still kind of concerned, obviously, with four interceptions that the defense had that the, that the game was as close as it still was at the end? Yeah, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we don't mind being in those kind of football games. Uh, you know, I felt like, you know, we've been challenged a lot this season. You know, we've played a lot of good football teams, a lot of good quarterbacks. You know, we've been in that situation, you know, maybe four or five times this year. Um, and so uh, I think our defense is starting to get confidence. Um, you know, I think we're starting to want to be in that situation, you know, so, uh, so we can make a play um, and we can get the ball back to our offense. And, and I, Ty, this was a heated game. We saw you guys competitive going back, competitive juices going back and forth. Just how can you guys build on this as a defense, knowing that it came down the wire, that you made plays when you go on and take the bye when you want to open Yeah, um, you know, I think it's all about, you know, you know, really staying together, you know, through, through the ups and the downs. And, you know, you know, we've been able to do that defensively. Um, felt like, you know, before last week, we were playing pretty decent defense. And, and, and then, you know, last week, we kind of let the game get away from us. And so we, we absolutely wanted to be in this situation again. And um, so, uh, uh, and I thought we responded well. I thought we responded the right way. And um, so, like I said, I'm really happy that my guys came up with a big play. Okay, thank you. That's Tyra Matthew in Mexico after the game. That concludes our locker room report for the night here on 810. Locker room report is brought to you by Continental Siding. Whether it's football or home improvement projects, you want to be a part of a winning team at Continental Siding Supply. Continental Siding Supply giving lifetime warranties on siding and windows for 34 years. See for yourself at smartsiding.com. It was a it was a good uh, it was a good performance from the defense tonight. It was a nice performance from Tyron Matthew, even with the drop pass. What do you make of the idea that there's more room for this defense to improve, though, Brad? 
you can always improve because you don't you can't you don't want to get to a situation where you have a setback like last week against the Titans. Right. Because if you get to the playoffs and that happens, you're done. So the things to prove on for the defense is just be more consistent. And look, they're not going to face a 39-year-old quarterback at the end of his career. I they're going to face Tom, a 41-year-old. But Tom, Tom Brady's 43, but he's not at the end. God, you're he's right. Not, he's not Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers is done. So You're right. Um, defense, just be more consistent. Don't have the setbacks. Don't don't play two and three good games. Have a setback like Tennessee. And you come back and play good again, you got to got to keep that rolling. And for the offense, I mean, come on, let's go. Beard, you have a comment you said? I do. Uh, on Facebook, via Robert, it uh, says, Josh, if you like Marvel movies, you can thank John Favreau. Star of Swingers, a $200,000 indie film that became a hit because Favreau has directed a few of them. I didn't know that Swingers was a John Favreau movie. Mm-hmm. I know John Favreau's work. Isn't he in Iron Man? Yeah, he's in Iron Man. And he also didn't, isn't he directing The Mandalorian also, Beards? Uh, yes, question mark? I think he is. And he was the big friend in Rudy? The only thing I know about that is that it ruined uh, our friend Rudy Salazar's entire life. Not, not a great fan of that movie. I just know, listen, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to do a PSA right now at 1.15 a.m. just to make sure we get our, our public service announcement allocation in. If you ever see Rudy Salazar in public, just walk up behind him and then just quietly just begin going, Rudy, Rudy. Oh he loves that. Do that for five straight minutes. Uh, let's let's take a scoreboard update here really quick, brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company. The week in the NFL has officially wrapped up. Your fantasy football scores have gone final. Here's what else went final around the week. Obviously, the Browns beat the Steelers on Thursday night with a melee at the end. But on Sunday, there was a lot of, of action that was confusing for a while. Some of it even evened out by the end. The Cowboys win on the road at the Lions, even as the Lions were up early in that game. 35-27, though, Cowboys win that. Colts beat the Jags in Indy, 33-13. to Nick Foles made uh, his return with the Jags and played football like Nick Foles. I don't know what anyone else was expecting. The Dolphins were giving the Bills a little bit of a run, but ultimately Buffalo goes to 7-3. and Something that we actually need to keep an eye on in the AFC, by the way. Um, it, they're almost certainly going to just end up with that, that uh, wild card spot, but... They need to hold on against teams like the Dolphins and then better teams as well coming up soon. The Broncos lose to the Vikings. They were up by 20 at halftime, and the Vikings came roaring back. They win that game 27-23. to The Saints, uh, they end up throttling pretty well. The Buccaneers, Jameis threw 1,000 interceptions. Some of them were the most white. He threw a left-handed pick, and then the one that went off of O.J. Howard's back. 34-17. Saints win that one. The Jets beat Washington 34-17 as well. Yeah, if you watch that game, I'm sorry. I guess you have a gambling problem, probably. You can ask for help if you watched Jets-Washington. Uh, the Falcons. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 29-3. They won at Carolina. Hey, Panthers, maybe rethink how much you want to get rid of Cam Newton. Just, I don't know, just consider it. Four interceptions for Kyle Allen in that game. Just think about it, guys. Uh, the Texans got blown out in Baltimore by the Ravens. The Ravens are 8-2. and two. The Chiefs have the tiebreaker with them if they end up being tied. But right now, the Ravens need to drop a couple of games, and the Chiefs can't lose again if they're going to keep that bye week in their sights. Cardinals lose to the 49ers. Again, that game was uh, close, and actually the Cardinals were up in that one at halftime. But ultimately, Jimmy Garoppolo 
brings the Niners back. Four touchdowns for him in that game. The Bengals and Raiders. This is the team that we're fearing in the AFC, by the way, in the AFC West. The Raiders have the Jets this week. They beat the Bengals by seven. It was 17 to 10. The Raiders beat the Bengals in this game. The Raiders are fine, average NFL team. The Bengals should not have been hanging that close with them, though. The, the Raiders did not put away a, a miserable team. The Patriots also a weird one on Sunday night. Excuse me, on Sunday afternoon um, yesterday because they end up beating the Eagles at seventeen to ten. That offense never got going. The defense is still very, very good. I've got a ton of questions about the Patriots still, but right now they're nine and one, and so. We'll see them uh, against the Chiefs in Foxborough at least once, maybe twice this year, depending on how things go. And then on Sunday night, the Rams and Bears. You're going to make the fart noise again, Brad. 17-7, to the Rams beat the Bears. And By that's way, our punctuation you, for the show. Did you see a U.S. congressman rip one on? on I, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I saw of it. I saw tail. Now, when you watch it. I don't. I don't know the man's name yet because I just. Saw I recognized a, him from. I, re, I saw a clip and I didn't read who it was. Yeah. But you can clearly see he stops talking and kind of, like That's makes a that rough face scene, like man. Like he makes a face and then you hear it. It's clear as day. <laughs> he ain't getting out of it either. No. Nope, no. Nope, listen. There's gonna be no press release that covers that one. No, and in the grand scheme of things, that's one of the less problematic Yesterday, things you can do in politics right now. So that's good. Just, just you know, it happens. There was accusations that yesterday Congressman so and so, that the scoreboard update so- and not what Brad just said is brought to you by Boulevard Brewing Company. Make this a season of great beer with Boulevard Brewing Company. They won't judge you if you let out a little toot. <laughs> That's not their tagline. That was me improving. Beards, if you have to send that to Boulevard, don't include that my special tagline there. That was not in the copy. All right, Brad, two minutes. It's 1.20 in the morning. Let's go. <laughs> On a humorous note, at twel- as opposed to how serious his last hour has been. At 12.38 a.m. when you told Beards, uh, we'll wrap it up at 1 o'clock, I wrote right here in my notes, Dang it. 1.30. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to come up a little bit short, but you damn near made it. Yeah. And that was just a bet with myself. I've got, <laughs> yeah, I mean, i got more takes. we got no. something we didn't get to yet. You want to you do another no. segment? No. We can take no. this into a break and then come back for another one. But now that we're... Roughly three hours removed from the game, yes. my heart rate has come down, and I'm sure I'll <laughs> digest this game a little bit, uh, a little bit more later. I'm still, still upset about the, the second half of the offense for the Chiefs. Me too. I mean, just, and I, I, the term, letting off the gas gets overused, but man, this time it, this fits perfect. Yes. Just gonna run the football, and our MVP is just gonna watch it. Watch our guys running, running to the back of our linemen, over and over and over. You gotta salt the game away, folks. Folks, it's s- it's really unfortunate that that does feel right now more so than the defense. It feels like that's the Although, thing that could cost the team. You know, salting the game of the way. Defense did it. Yeah, and they dirty, did it last week, and the offense dirty, made them do it again. And they dirty, didn't do it. Dirty Dan. Uh, I'll end on a tweet from Chris Burke at Chris Burke NFL. Explain the Chargers to me. Well. Imagine a choose-your-own-adventure book, but no matter what choice you make, you die. <laughs> That's the Chargers. That's the Chargers the way, every week. All seven of the Chargers' losses this season have been by one score. I'm glad I'm not a Chargers th- fan. Nope. Because the news is there are not that many of those to have to deal with. The Chiefs win a game they got to have. They're going into a bye week right now. Thanks for listening to the Missouri Lottery. Chiefs post-game show here on Sports Radio 810.
Follow the Chiefs right here on your home for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Sports Radio 810 WHB.